Hello everyone, I'm Tanya and I play Finland Swiftif on your average adventuring show. Here in episode two, we will meet a character who uses the combat wheelchair. The combat wheelchair is a new awesome addition that you can use in your fifth edition adventures. And we'll learn more about it after the episode. Just recently, version two was released and Strata Minis has also recently released a set of four characters using the combat wheelchair. As is likely evident by the closing remarks of episode one, we here at Yas are big into supporting charities. This month, we have decided on a direct action campaign related to the combat wheelchair. There is a young man, affectionately known as King Keegan, who has Duchenne muscular dystrophy and is a wheelchair user. He is also a total geek who loves Renaissance fairs and gaming. He and his mother Tess would love a full set of the Strata Menis, and Yas wants to help make that dream come true. We are asking you, our fans, to help us do this. Yas has a coffee account, and part of your donations to our show are shared with the charities of our choice. And this month, those donations will go to help King Keegan get the fabulous Strata Menis combat wheelchair characters. We will be working with Paul at 3M Gaming, who will be doing the 3D printing, and Adam at Knights at the Game Table, who will be painting one of the figures. We are looking to raise funds to purchase the 3D printing plans and pay for the resin printing. Help a wheelchair-using adventurer get his set of wheelchair-using adventurers and donate at coffee.com yasgives ko-fi.com slash y-a-a-s gives. Our coffee link can also be found in the description. We are also including the link to the Jet Foundation, a 501c3 working towards a cure for DMD. Thank you so much. Welcome to episode two of your average adventuring show. We have uh, two people, uh, new people joining us tonight. We have Pax. Pax, wave. Wink. Okay, Pax just winked. Uh, they, uh, she was not able to uh, join us last time because of parenting. Uh, so she's going to be one of our regular uh, members. And then we have another person joining us, Lars. Lars can wave or wink, whatever. This is Lars. This is Annika's brother. Um, he is going to be joining us uh, in a guest spot. Like I said before, we will having, be having a lot of guest spots. Uh, just to make a note on Lars, Lars is under the age of 18, so we had both Lars and one of his parents sign a consent form for him to play the game with us and for it to be put on YouTube. Just trying to keep things transparent for everybody, so I have that, so we're all clear on that. Uh, who is going to do the recap of last week? Who did we decide was doing that? Say hello! Woohoo! Uh, so, we all come together at... Uh, the drag show. Um, Jack, uh, Jacquard, and Finland are, are are familiar with each other. We're friends, uh, so they came together. And uh, at the drag show, we got to we got to see Astrid perform, and uh, that was really cool. We all enjoyed our drinks and our teas and the performances. And uh, at one point, you know, there was a brand new drag queen who dressed up at, in a cat suit who got to have a chance to learn from our local tabaxi 
what how that actually was uh, not as cool and, and not PC, and so we would rather that uh, she try some different performances. Um, and then while we were all kind of hanging outside, uh, hanging out outside, we see a light streak across the sky and land in the forest nearby and or nearby. Um, and so the uh, we all head out there to meet to go out there and um, investigate what happened. And we find a large rock and the, and you know there's a a, it, we tap on the rock and um, we try and figure out what's going on and uh, it's very hot uh, from its entry into uh, into the uh, meteor area and <laughs> yeah, tap 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 <laughs> and uh, we end up using uh, the uh, fire brigade has brought had brought us um, a bunch of barrels of water so we Put it out and, and the steam turned it all sorts of fun colors uh and it was bright and fun and weird uh so uh, we helped to drag the rock out um and at this point we are in the forest we were walking through the forest to get back to town together um because we were useless in trying to drag the rock back um and we came upon these two creatures that are now uh, in this forested area. Speaking of these two creatures, let me get my uh, screen shared. Okay, can everybody see roll 20? Yes. Okay, sharing live, fantastic. Okay, so these two things uh, sort of wolf things with maybe a little bit humanoid faces have jumped up in front of you. And as I promised last time, we were going to start the game with rolling initiative. So I need everybody to roll initiative. That includes Alphys and Robin, because I will bring you guys in at this point. Teen. I should unmute myself. Wait, okay. Yeah, give me a second. Anybody roll a, a 20 or higher? I did roll a 20. Oh. Alright, so we got Aster. How many of us rolled a 20? That's crazy. I rolled a 20. Hey, did you guys all roll a natural 20 or did you add to get to 20? Oh, I, I rolled a natural 20. I got a 20. Okay, so Alphys rolled a natural 20, okay. Same. The people who are off screen right now both rolled a natural 20, okay. Yeah, we're about to jump out. <laughs> and then Aster, a, a dirty 20. Okay, did anybody get between a 15 and a 19? So like a 15 to 20. Oh, I, have a, I have a 22. Oh, 20, 22? Like 2 2? Yeah, I got 21. Okay. Okay, between 15 and 20. Between 10 and 15? Hey, Jack. Team. Team? 14. 14, okay. Okay, so now we have two people. I mean, what did you get, uh, Bassett? I can't hear you. 12. 12, okay. And uh, what about Whistler? Nine. Nice. 
Okay. Bring up that rear. Yeah, I get everybody. Alphys, Robin, Finland, Esther, Jack, Bostek, and Whistler. Okay. So, and I do have a, a it's a nat 20, but I have a 22 total, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay, well, what we're going to do is, so uh, for, because the people who rolled natural 20s are people who are technically off screen right now. So what I'm going to say is, um, uh, Robin, you are in the woods collecting wood for your next project. You hear to the west of you, hear some shouts. And you hear some sort of growling sounds about 100 to 200 feet west of where you are. The area that you're in is very thick wood, so it's hard to see them, but this is what you do hear. So Fizz, you are on the other side. You are coming to Rindenhurst for your own reasons. You are traveling through the Emerald Weald, and to the east of you, you hear about 100 to 200 feet away. Same thing. You hear some shouts. Sounds like battle might be happening. And you hear growls. What would you each like to do? Um, so I would drop the stuff I'm working on and rush on over to find out if anyone needs help. Because if I hear shouts, like actual sapient creatures shouting, my uh, defender Pangolin and I would head towards it to see if anyone needed assistance. So I'll say you're first, like, it's going to take you all of your turns to get there, but you do appear on the screen with your defender. Control by. What are you doing, Alphys? Alphys. What am I doing? Yes. We are in a fight. Um... About 100 that, feet. Yes. So, you hear the kind of yells and shouts, and what would you like to do? I'll go towards it and try to fi find out what's going on. So, everybody else, Whistler, Basta, Aster, Finland, and Jack, you see coming from, uh, coming from the east, you see a very, very short tabaxi uh, that's got... A, a kind of like tan skin with dots and stripes on them and following a wooden creature that is walking behind them, much larger than them actually. And then from your, uh, coming from the west, you see a very, another very short creature. This one is a gnome. He has got on a very, uh, he's got brown robes on. He's got on a very tall pointed hat with a star dangling off the end. And he has a quarter staff and a little blue gem. And there is, oh. There we go. All right, so I'll say your first two turns because you guys uh, got natural 20s. Um, I normally allow you to have two full turns, but for you guys to get there, you would have taken all of your actions to dash to get over there because both of your speeds are pretty small because you have very short little legs. So uh, your first two turns and what you see as you arrive, Alphys and uh, Robin, you see five humanoid creatures, a tabaxi, a kinku, two elves and a half orc and these two creatures that look like weird wolf things with sort of humanoid looking faces the next person to go after that is finland 
Um, I heard we're in a fight. Someone said we're in a fight. Okay. Um, uh, Finland is going to uh, reach in to uh, just under her, her collar, shirt collar, and pull out uh, like a medallion. She gives it a quick kiss. Uh, she says, Lugoto uh, Monopati, and draws her uh, her battle axe and is going to rush towards the closest of the. Oh, I see. Um, what? Ah, oops. Hang on. I accidentally moved a person's face over them. So, okay. Um, looks like I'll go for purple. Can I? Let's see. You should be able to move yourself. Yeah, controlled by Fenway. Yeah. You'll yeah. move yourself. Okay. So you use your full dash to get over there? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you've used your action and your movement. Do you have a bonus action that you would like to do? Um, let's see. What are my options at this point? Uh,. No. We'll just there right now. Okay. That was action and movement. No bonus action. The next person is Aster. You just see Finland pull out her axe and just speed by you with this like most unnatural speed. So Aster, you are muted, so if you're talking I can't hear you. That's smart of me. Um Hmm. I'm gonna cast Shatter on. Oh, I'm smart. One sec. There we go. I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna walk a little bit. How far? Oh no, I don't need to. I'm gonna cast Shatter on this guy. Okay. And does Shatter have a radius? I believe it's like. It's a ten foot sphere. A ten foot sphere. So you're gonna cast on the yellow one. Yes. And that's a constitution saving throw? Yes. Okay. That's an 11. Okay. I'm fairly certain that does not save. Yes, so he failed. Um, so I'm casting this at second level, so it'll be 3d8 damage. Okay. Uh, 12 damage. Okay. So you guys all see, uh, and do you, do you like this strum on your lute, Esther? Yes, so it's like, it's like, you know, in those like shows where they like do that and like the music notes just like shoot out. Kind of like that, yes. Okay. So Esther strums on their lute and some music notes kind of go out. And as those music notes go out, they get bigger and bigger and they create this sphere. And it kind of, as the sphere gets to this creature, it breaks open and all of those music notes that were inside there just go make this crazy loud noise and do a lot of damage to this creature. Yes. Do you like to move any more Aster or do a bonus act have a bonus action? Um and then I am going to use a Bardic inspiration on Jack. Okay. So I'm gonna like kinda sing a song. Be like, yes, you can do it, I believe in you. Okay, so Jack, you have a D6, is that correct, Esther? Yes. Okay, so a D6 for a saving throw, an attack roll, or a, uh, a check in the next 10 minutes of game time. Yes. Okay, um, and these creatures you said are about 60 feet away? Yes, and okay. it is your turn, in fact. Awesome. Um, 
You've our guest turn. So they will go, and then you are on deck, Jack. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I, uh, pull out my sword and I run, like, just I'm sorry? The bar guests go first. So it's bar then Jack. Yeah, so you're on deck, so you're the next one to go. But yes, you will be able to get your sword and come attack them in just a second. All right, the one, nope, you're totally fine. The one next to you, Finland. It is going to attack you. Imagine that. It's my shocked face. This one is going to, first thing it's going to do is going to reach out and um, bite you. Going to go for the bite first. See how that goes. That's a 23 to hit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that... Yeah, it hits. Okay, it's not that bad. It's nine piercing damage. As this thing sort of like weird large jaws come and just kind of chop down on your forearm. Finland lets out a pretty loud gust <laughs> and growls in a very ladylike fashion. Okay. It is the other one's turn, and you see the one that had just gotten Shattercast on it kind of go and shake its head, kind of like trying to clear its um, clear its head. Ooh, they are fast. This one is actually running up to you, Whistler. As the creature that is next closest to it besides um, Finland. And it is going to try to, this one is going to try to bite you, Whistler. Bring it. It's a 24 to hit. Yep, that that does it. Um, popped. Ooh, that one's you get that a little worse than Finland did because that is twelve piercing damage. Yikes! As the as the jaws in this creature open up and clamp down on your feathered leg. All right, Jack. Now it is your turn, and you have one that is now closer to you. I do. Um, so yeah, I am going to two-handed uh, longsword. We, I'm two-handed wielding my longsword, and I am just gonna try and like smack, lay the smack down on the yellow one. Okay, uh, you should be able to move yourself up to that one wherever you would like to move yourself. The thirty feet of movement. So um, yeah, you should be able to move your token on roll twenty. There we go. There. Okay, so roll to attack with your longsword. Ah, uh, no. Um, okay. Yeah, that was uh, a nine. Oh no, that doesn't hit. Sorry. Do you have a bonus nope. action that you would like to do? Um, I would like. I do. I do get a um action surge, so I can take an additional action. Uh, okay. so you know I. <laughs> Fuck. Excuse my language. Sorry. Um and go back again. Okay, so roll to attack a second time. A little bit better. Uh, that is a 16. That does not hit. You can oh. add your bardic inspiration to that, so you, you can, can roll, roll a d6. You can add your bardic inspiration. Let's so try that. Yeah. Uh, so now that brings it to 18. That hits. Yeah. Alright. So now, with so two-handed, you, you just use a d10. So that's going to be 12. 12 damage. 
This thing has taken 24 damage so far. Oh, I'm doing math. Give me a second. Okay, so you kind of swing and you try to hit this thing the first time, you just completely whiff. The second time you come at it and you all, you're like, I'm gonna hit, you're like, oh, I'm gonna swing. And then you remember, you're like, after said I could do this. And you push and you cut through. It's kind of thick. It's got like a bunch of thick fur and it's kind of got a thick hide underneath that, but you are able with your immense strength to cut through this creature. Um, Austin, it is your turn. And you are muted, so don't forget that if you need to unmute yourself before. Wait, is it my turn? No, it's Bostet's turn. Oh. So Bostet, then Whistler, and then we go back to the top. <laughs> like, really? Already? Um, okay, so I'm gonna move up towards this uh, one that is next to Whistler and hit it with my scimitar. Okay. So basically, this is the first time that any of you guys have seen each other fight or any kind of like battle situation. So you're kind of feeling each other out, seeing what's going on. So great. I only got a nine. So that's my turn. Nine does not hit, but do you have a bonus action you would like to use? Um. No, I don't. I don't think we ever made this clear to everybody watching. I'm just going to say it now. Everybody's level three. They're not starting out at level one. So everybody um, is level three. So we have our paladins who have chosen their oath. So they've got all their, you know, cool stuff. Our bard has chosen their college. Traders um, uh, have chosen their archetype, all that stuff. So just FYI. All right. Whistler, now it is your turn. Okay. Um... Well, let's see if I hit first, and then I'll decide. Okay. What is with nines tonight? Do you roll a nine as well? Yep. Okay. Well, if you'd added all your nines up, you would have hit. But um, unfortunately, yeah. nine is. What kind of weapon is Whistler using? A battle axe oh. and a shield. Okay. Um. Big all right. As a bonus action, then I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith. Bump up my AC. Now we go back up to the top. The first one to go um, is going to be Robin. Awesome. Okay, so I see what's going on. I check it out. I take my throwing hammer and I spin it by the cord and I throw it at the uh, which which of them looks like it's doing the best right now when I throw it at them because I'm they're both in range for my throwing hammer. Okay, so this one has taken damage. This one has not. Okay. But it's the one that has not Okay. So, so I'll hollow that's the one that has not taken any damage yet. And the one I got okay. uh, 17. 17 that hits? Was, yes. So, just so you guys can mark it down, 17 are these creatures' AC. They're both thicker okay. and so high. They're just hard to hit. And, uh, I mean, it's not very powerful, it's the 1d6, but, you know, 4. 1d6 for strength. So, and, uh, my hammer comes, hits the creature, and then comes flying back right into my hand, but bam, it's I am Kitty Castor. Okay, so you said 4 damage? Yeah. Okay, would you like uh, to move? So, um, I'm going to... Move forward just a little bit. Okay. Myself. 
And then with my bonus action, I'm going to command my, uh, I have a wooden defender, it's a pangolin, and I'm going to command it to move forward up to uh, the closest creature. It has a speed of 40. So, so I, it can get almost close to it, so we can get to about right here. Great. So I'll get you right here. Yeah, so it Anything? is dash. Would dash make it go faster? Yes. Dash, it gets its full movement again. Okay, so um, what I can do is make it dash. I'm going to have it dash right up to the, right up to the uh, creature. Okay. Right, so next turn it can attack. Hopefully. Great. Yes, Alphys, it is your turn. So you guys see this this tabaxi, this is very short tabaxi, just ran in and uh, throws a hammer. It hits the creature and <laughs> comes back to it. And then they say something to this big wooden pangolin. This little pangolin just like runs really quickly. I don't know how pangolins run, but you know, they run, it runs really quickly and comes up to this thing. It's kind of like, and Alphys, this dome, what would you like to do, buddy? Um... I'm gonna hit the one that hasn't been hit yet. The one down here. Uh, I'm gonna hit it with a, a firebolt. Okay, roll to hit. That is an 18. That hits, it's AC is 17. So roll damage. See, that's nine times two though. So, you know, like we're doing those nines tonight. So, uh, that... That is four dam uh, fire damage. Okay. So, Finland, you, um, so this one has taken a grand total of eight damage at this point. So, Finland, you're up here, you've got your axe ready, and then this hammer comes, <laughs> hits the creature, then runs back, and then on your, over your other shoulder, comes a, like, bolt of fire, <laughs> and hits the creature, and the creature kind of goes, <laughs> and makes, like, this weird growling, hissing noise as the fire hits them. Um... And it is your turn, unless, oh, sorry, uh, Alphys, unless you would like to move or do and do a bonus action. Um, I can, can I move here? Yeah, 25 feet. All right. And I will move down Thanks. right there. Okay. All right, Phelan, it is your turn. You just had right. a hammer go, and then a piece of bowl of water come over here, and you're like, Yes, well, I am a well-trained soldier, so I'm trying not to be distracted. All right, eyes on the prize. Uh, snarl at this lovely creature. And uh, 18. Yes, that hits. All right. And you're using a great axe. Is it a great axe or a battle axe? A great axe. Yeah. A great axe. Uh, I can't add. Was, uh, 12. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Finlan, uh, this very muscular uh, elf, uh, kind of, you know, uh, she sides, braids in her hair, has her battle axe, and she's just, she, that both the thrown hammer and the firebolt don't phase her, and she just takes a whack, a huge whack at this creature. Uh, would you like to do anything else, Finlan? Um... <sighs> I would like to go ahead and do my action surge. Okay, and are you going to attack again? Yes. Okay, go for it. Uh, 23. Yeah, that hit. There we go. That was a good 
Michelle, I rolled a 19, uh, which is in my critical range. Okay, so you will get to do double the damage die. All right. Oh my God, math is hard. 16. <laughs> um, so you guys see Finland take a big solid swing at it, and then you see she kind of doubles over and swings her axe around her head and comes from the other side and does even more damage with the second hit. With that, almost with that momentum, just like two swings, very good hits, and um, it is now Aster's turn. Aster, you're muted. I should die. So smart. Um, okay. What am I gonna do? I'm not used to playing spellcasters. So, like... Hmm. I think something like, I make a sparkly and then make a noise, like... Right. That's... Uh, I will cast Fairy Fire. Glitter! <laughs> I cast Fairy Fire on this guy. Oh, we have... Uh, that one. Okay, that's a dexterity saving throw? Yes, of 12. It's a 14. Okay. So this creature successfully dodges your glitter bomb. Yeah. Dang. But now it's sparkly. Not it, just generally, <laughs> just straight to the forest. Yeah, the area around is. And this is a biodegradable vegan glitter, so don't worry, anybody. It's, it's fine for the environment. Yes. Uh, anything else you would like to do, Aster? Well, actually, so it's a cube, so it'll be about that big. And okay. I am just going to concentrate on that. Okay, so now. we'll have to make a throw again? Yes, next time. Fantastic, okay. Aster is concentrating on their glitter bomb. Yes. the glitter to get on this creature! And also any uh, attack uh, has advantage on them, if they're in it. Well, oh, if they if they fail. Never mind. Yeah. So next turn is gonna have to roll again. Yes. But you do have movement and a bonus action if you would like to do those. Oh, uh... I want to inspire now. No, I'm good. Wait, I must concentrate. Nobody gets inspired. It is now the Vargas' turn. This one is being attacked on all four sides. It does not know what to do with itself. So it is going to attack the one that I think that hit it, which is Jack. This thing turns and tries to bite you. Not with a nine, it doesn't. So it just kind of comes over and it's kind of confused. It's got Two people in front of it, one on the side hit it, and then there's this big wooden creature. It's like, and it just tries, it doesn't know what to bite, and it just kind of reaches out for you, Jack, and you kind of just kind of scoot back a little bit, and it misses. This one up here, though, is going to attack you, Finland, as it is the you are the only thing it can attack. That's a 15, and I'm fairly certain that does not hit. Uh, Jack, it is your turn. A 15 does hit. I forget, I'm not wearing armor. I'm not wearing armor. Okay, a 15 does hit. Okay, let me roll damage just very, very quickly. It's 12 piercing damage. Oh. That comes
more Minotaurian cuss words to follow. Yeah, now it is your turn. Okay, um, so I am, I've switched from being two-handed and I, and I grabbed my shield to, for a more, uh, comfortable, like, instead of rushing in two-handed, I've got my shield up and so that I can, uh, bump that, this monster back a little bit. Um, but I am going to go ahead and swing one-handed at, uh, this monster here. Okay, go for it. Uh, I, it's a 10. So I rolled a nine plus the 10. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I take that back. Uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, no, no good. Okay, doesn't hit. Okay, again, we're, we're, we're trying to reach 17 here. Uh, right. Bonus yeah. movement, anything else? Um, I can, uh, I'm go. I, I see that you know Finland uh, got hit like that. I, I don't want my friend to get hurt, so I'm actually gonna um, use rally. Uh, so I get to use a um, a, a six a D eight to uh, hold on so just a second. Uh, a D uh, to give uh, one friendly creature temp HP plus the, the soup die roll plus my character mod. Uh, so, charisma mod, I'm sorry, so four, and then, so, uh, Finland, you get six HP. Six temporary hit points. Mm -hmm. So, when you, so you gain those hit points now, so you gain six more hit points, and then your hit point maximum is up. So, if you get healed, you can heal up to that maximum. And as Jack just kind of yells out words of encouragement towards you. Yeah. Feel something well within you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not anything like that uh, she can understand. It's something in Orcish, but it sounds empowering. <laughs> I grew up with Minotaurs. I know what empowering growl sounds like, so That's I got it. This is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. <laughs> um, Bostek, it is your turn. Okay, I'm gonna try to hit it with my scimitar okay. this time. Oh, my cat just had like a sneezing fit. It was the cutest thing in the world. Uh, one, of, one of our cats do that, and it's always really funny. It's like, he just does it randomly, and then he walks away, and then a few seconds later, it happens again. Well, she was very surprised that she sneezed. She had this look on her face like, what is that? That's so cute. I only got a 13. Uh, um, uh, would you like, do you have movement or bonus action you would like to use? No. Things that I have extra because of the paladin are all full actions. Um, um, actually, something I forgot, Jack. You have advantage on your strikes because the wooden defender is 180 degrees across the creature from you. It is flanking. But you have advantage on your strikes. So if, you want to roll, so if you want to roll that last one again, we'll see if okay. it uh, see if it hits. See if any of my other die are gonna be nice to me today. Nope. Chair. A trap. Just wanted to. Just wanted to. Uh, that was me as a DM. I forgot about that. You're all good. It is your turn. All right. 
Um, I'm just gonna bang my battle axe against my shield and yell, come through! And swing at it again. Okay. That's better. That's definitely over 17. And in that case, I'm also going to do Divine Smite. Is it the creature? Yeah, is it undead or a fiend? I figure not undead. But... It is a fiend. Alright. Um, we're all it's in fact, a fiend. Oh. I'm missing so many deep. Uh, nope. You have so many guts! There's just so many! I need like four of these and I don't have it. That well, was my fine. issue with my shatter. I was like, oh, I need another D8. I only pulled two out. Um, 16 damage. Uh, is there, so is your come through, is your yelling come through how the divine smite of the Raven Queen, like, presents itself? Absolutely. All right. It comes out very like yeah. I glow a little bit. Yeah. As as Whistler just comes through and just like rounds to the top to um to Robin. Okay. So I'm going to use my move action to get closer in. I'm slow, but I'm making my way. Um, okay. I should have I should have ridden on the pangolin now that I think about it. Um, next time. Can you so ride on your pangolin? Yeah, I should have ridden on the pangolin, but I'm too excited. So move it up here, and then uh-huh. um, the one the the bottom one is still the least uh, hurt. Correct. Um, they're actually at this point because of Finland's really strong attacks. They're both about equally hurt. I'm sorry, I meant that I, I meant before I moved, I meant to ask, does anyone need to be healed? Is anybody hurting right now? I mean me, but uh, I mean I always fine. I mean I will say no. I will say no to some extra healing. Uh Finland. Finland's the one way down, right? Yes. Finland's the one all by okay. herself down It's alright, I got it. Yeah, she's doing a good job though. Okay, so I can't get to her this turn, but I can make a plan to get there next turn, if that would help. But I can't get there this turn. But as I get up close to my pangolin, then I'm going to, um, uh, I'm, go- I'm going to attack the, um, the creature there with my hand axe. Okay. Roll the hit, you have advantage because you are 180 degrees away uh, from Jack. This is a large creature, so. Well, first I, first I got 21, and second time I got worse, so I'll take the 21. Yeah, 21. It was a dirty 21, not a natural 20, it was a dirty 21. Um, okay. And I will smack it with my hand axe for three. Okay. Um, then I'm going to... Uh, do you think I have, uh, do I have enough to get on top of my pangolin and command it, or is that taking too much? Um, I would say you want to use your full movement to get here. 
It would take you a little bit of yeah. I think I need your bonus action to command it though. Yes. So I command my pangolin to. I'm gonna command it to run down to Finland because Finland's looking like they need help, and they can. And the penguin can dash. They can definitely so get there. Hardest is going to take an attack of opportunity on your penguin, but that's an eight, so I'm fairly certain that it doesn't hit as your penguin dashes yeah, down. No. So you can put your penguin where you would like. They have uh, was it six to eight? Ah, I had to pick both of me up. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. I mean, I, I did definitely want to get on top of it, but that was not permitted, so I don't know why it automatically did that. But there it is, okay. so now I'm next to her. So, just so you know, if that creature attacks Finland, they will have disadvantage because I'm standing right next to Finland, and I can, uh, my penguin has a reaction um, to, to give disadvantage to one creature within five feet attacking a creature other than myself. So... It's Next time the creature attacks Finland, it has disadvantage, okay? It's part of the defender ability. All right, Alphys, it is your turn. Okay. Um, I will cast a level two magic missile Ooh. at the... Uh, at the one that I attacked first. So you'll, because you're rolling at level two, you can roll 44. And you add four to your roll. Okay. So it'll be 4d4 plus four force damage. And this thing cannot punch, and it just hits. Okay, so... Fourteen points of damage. Okay. As what color are your magic missiles, Alphys? This magical energy, are they purple, are they red, are they blue? Crimson. Crimson. So four just like pew 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 uh missiles come out of this little gnome's hand and hit this thing square kind of like it's like two in either shoulder. It does that weird, like, squealing, like, thing again. Um, Finland, it is your turn. Unless, sorry, Alfred, unless you would like to move. Uh, no. I would like to stay away from anything. Okay. Wait, I had to, like, stay away. All right, Finland, it is your turn. Uh, 14. No, doesn't hit. Sorry. Uh, anything else? Movement, bonus action. Actually, let me think. Um, I would like to actually uh, move to the other side across from the pangolin. Okay. All right. Oh, you're in the fairy fire now, though. I would like to point out, yeah, that like this giant wind thing sort of shows up, and I'm like, uh, announce. Because maybe now I have two enemies, and I want to face both of them. So, um, it is Aster's turn, so I'm going to roll a dexterity saving throw for this creature. Finland, you also need to make a dexterity yeah. saving throw, but we're in the fairy fire. 
I'm in the fairy fire. Yeah, you're in my little right. So this creature, in Finland, you are not affected by the fairy fire, but this creature definitely is. What is a good, um, we're going to do this for Glitter Bomb. So this creature, when you attack it, has, you have advantage now, Finland, and so does the pangolin. Yes. Okay, after it is your turn, you are still concentrating on the fairy fire. What would you like to do? Um, if there's so, like a, an effect of the fairy fire, like because of the glitter, they are actively like doing the disco, so that's why they're at a disadvantage. I was know? thinking more of like they've got like glitter in their eyes and they're just like crying on the inside. <laughs> they like can't do anything because they're just like crying. <laughs> Right, because the more you rub it, the worse it gets. Yeah, so That's it's totally just like it freaking out about it. <laughs> um, what can I do while still concentrating on fairy fire? If you have a, a spell that's like an instantaneous spell that you would like to cast, you could do a melee or a ranged uh, weapon attack, um, or of course your bardic inspiration. Okay, well I'll cast vicious mockery on the one affected by fairy fire. Okay. He has to make a wisdom a saving throw. Okay. That's a seven. <laughs> Did not pass. Um, so you viciously mock this creature. Yeah, I, I'm mocking him for getting all the glitter in their eyes. Okay. Four damage. Okay. You see this thing, yeah, it kind of has its head yeah, closed, and it's starting to like rub on its shoulder like this and then it kind of you know, like you kind of mock it and it's still like rub. yeah <laughs> right um it is the bar guest's turn so this one up here is going to attack um it's going to attack jack again it's going to try to attack jack with a bite oh um but you just pulled up your shield does a 19 hit Can you hear me? Yes. 19 hits. Okay. Um, 13 piercing damage. Oh. As you try to, um, like, kind of push it off with your shield, it ducks under your shield and ends up biting your, like, on your leg. And the one by you, Finland, um, you do not, it does not have advantage on you. In fact, it has disadvantage on you because the defender is near you. And with that, that is a nine. With the disadvantage. So I am very certain that even without armor on, that does not hit you. Yeah. Um, now it is your turn, Jack. Um, that one kind of hurt, not gonna lie. Uh, so I'm going to take another swing at it. Um, and you said, uh, that's actually a, oh, uh, no, 16. Oh, no. Yep, they're 18 to 17. Um, anything yep. else you like to do, move or bonus action or anything? Um, actually, you know what? Uh, I can uh, add a D6 uh, attack roll uh, for a precision attack. Okay. Superiority die. Yep. So even if you roll a one, you're gonna hit because exactly. it's 17. So, so yes, that will make a hit. Oh, actually, you know what? You don't even have to do that because you have still have advantage. You even have yeah. to use that. You know. Yeah, you can roll because because uh, you've got your an, a new ally, but an ally over there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're just gonna go ahead and take that other one and... The other one and use a superiority die, got it, okay. The dice are just unhappy with me today. I don't know what I did. Um... <laughs> And As so, a reaction, I would like to tell Jack that if they're hurt, if they can make their way towards me, I can heal them. But I have to be able to touch them. Cool. I can heal as well. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's gonna be, um, uh, four damage. Okay. Right. And, uh, now we call it the boss deck. Come on, boss deck, you can do it! Okay. The is not working. I'm gonna try to add nature's wrath to it. Um... To try to cause some spectral vines to spring up. But it is an action, so I do have to roll, right? Okay. Yes, I do. Oh, um, I don't know. What are you using? Nature's wrath. It's okay. a channel divinity. Okay, so what does that say? I'm not I'm super familiar with the... As an action. Oh, it's not an attack, per se. Let me see. I got my player's handbook right here. 27. Maybe they just need to make a dex save. They make a strength or a dexterity save while you were strained. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's going to be your strength because it is stronger than it is dexterous. It's not great. It's the 13. What's your spell, DC? 12. Oh, oh sorry. It is not restrained. That's okay. I'm able to, it was in strength, and it kind of like bites and claws at the uh, vines that come up around it, and it, uh, it is not restrained. Um, okay. Bonus action or movement? Um, can I? Well, if I move, I'm, I'm not close enough to hit it. I'm not opposite enough of someone, right? You have to be 180 degrees. Okay. You would have to be here. Maybe you just move one space here, and you would be 180 degrees away uh, across from Jack. But do I? Get, do they get an opportunity to attack? No, you're not leaving their melee range. Okay. Then I'm gonna. I'm gonna move to there so that I can. Have Whistler, it is your turn. Too many windows. Um, seeing that, I'm gonna shimmy around Jack's other side. Okay. You get. Yeah, uh, well and truly flanked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, going to make a sound like a beak tapping on glass and swing at it again. Okay. Jesus. Uh, does not hit. Oh no, even with advantage? Uh, even with advantage. Oh no! Alright, back to the top. Robin, it is your turn, so you've got you and your defender. Excellent. Um, instead of moving, I'm going to holster my hammer so I can attack two-handed with my quarterstaff. Um, and I'm going to just straight up attack the guy, um, the guy right in front of me. Let's see you if have I can advantage. Yep. 
Oh, I'm glad I have advantage because that was not so good. Okay, uh. I miss! Oh! oh. I miss! It's okay. You know, everybody misses sometimes. Uh, and then I command my defender to uh, attack the other. Okay, creature. and has has a fairy fire, and your defender is 180 degrees away from uh, Finland, so you get advantage with your defender. Yes. Okay. So because I had advantage, yeah, that's 17 plus yeah. 17. Hits. So 21, 17 hits, so good enough. And then uh, I have a 1d8 plus two force damage. Here's a oh, eight. So 10, 10 force damage against the guy downtown. This thing that you thought may have been another enemy actually kind of rears up on its hind legs and uses its forelegs and just kind of puts it down into the creature in front of you. And you're like, um, Alphys, it is your turn. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I am... going to wait oh yes I am a rage I'm going to cast flaming sphere on the purple uh beast and because I have someone in another game who likes to use flaming sphere I should already have it in here where are you, Lightning Sphere? Well, give me a second. I will get something up for you. Uh, that's a dexterity saving throw, I believe, on their yes. part. Okay. The very least, I'll that. That's a 19. So that doesn't, that makes they take half on this, is that correct? Um, let me check. Does not say. Yes, half damage. So your flaming sphere is just sitting pretty on top of this creature. I have given you control over it, so you can move it around. And uh, so roll your damage, and then uh, divide it by two. Two. Okay. <laughs> This thing you've noticed, um, Finlin and Alphys, both of you um, make perception checks. Eleven. Liz, did you make your perception check? Alphys. Oh, uh, I need to make a perception check? Okay. He was just like, I cast my fire, I'm done, and like, just stopped. Um, like every good wizard. That Ooh, is a 15. Hey, uh, Finland, you're not quite as focused, but um, as selfies, as the person who has been casting the spells that are fire, so your firebolt, now your flaming sphere, this creature does seem a little bit afraid of fire. 
don't know why, but you just kind of notice that. Would you like to move? No. Okay. Um, Finland, it is your turn. Hey. You have no. advantage on attacks on this creature. Yeah. Good, because that sucks. What? Not 20! All right, I love this die. Have I mentioned that? Uh, Twenty. Ooh. With a big swing, and there's like this thing has got this big wooden thing in front of it. There's a flaming sphere on top of it, and Finland just cracks down. This thing is nearly dead. <laughs> nearly. It's nearly Next. dead. Hang it in there. <laughs> in there, but it's your uh, Would you like to do anything else, Finland? I'm good. Okay, after it is your turn. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, so I'm gonna continue concentrating on fairy fire just to help out okay. those guys. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make your six dirty, so. Uh, so, uh, uh, Finland, you do need to make another deck save, because fairy fire is still being concentrated on. So, Finland, make another uh, deck save. Made one for the Vargas, they didn't make it. Fourteen. You're good. Okay. So what is Doctor doing this turn? Besides concentrating. Uh, she's just gonna. He's just. They're just gonna cast vicious mockery again on the one down here. Okay. The wisdom save. This one is a fifteen. That passes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. At this point, this thing is so near death that even mocking it can't phase it at this point. Um, it's the Bargast's turn. Um, this one is going to attack Bostet as Bostet has moved around. That's a 13. I hit Bostet? No, it does not. It does not. Okay. This one down here is going to attack the wooden defender in front of it. With a 10. Fairly certain that does not hit. Not even close. Exactly. Okay, Jack, it is your turn. Cool. So who was... Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm a little bit confused because like, I couldn't... There was a couple people yelling at me that they could help me heal and I couldn't figure out who where the noise was coming from. Came from one came from in front of you and one came from behind you. Cool. Um, so I'm gonna actually go ahead and back up a little bit, and because like I, I don't know, I'm I'm hurting. Attack of opportunity. That's a twenty-one to hit. Okay. Yeah, that hits. This one actually. This time it actually strikes out with its claws. It's supposed to try to bite you. It strikes out with its claws because it's like a. So you take. Um, it's not quite as much. You take eight slashing damage. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty badly hurt. Um, so I uh, am going to also go ahead and I do have a longbow. Um, so I've gone ahead and I uh, actually no no I it's it's a whole lot easier just to grab my hand axe and I'm I throw one of the hand axes at him. Okay. Um, you no longer have advantage because you're technically right. not flanking anymore. Uh, no. 
Okay. Uh, but you are now by Aster, who's one of the people who said that they could heal you. Yes. Uh, Boxset, it is your turn. Still have advantage, because you are 180 degrees on the other side from Whistler. Okay, because I haven't actually hit yet, if I actually hit, can I use Thunder Smite? Yes. You get to choose, you get to choose when you smite. When you hit. Oh, let's try this. I need to burn these guys. Then with advantage? Ten. Advantage? Yes, I got a five and a one. Oh no! Yeah, it's rough. It's rough, guys. Rough today, my, my paladin skills are like real bad. You need to find it's a whole new, new set of dice coming my way. All right. Um, it is your turn, Whistler. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I'm gonna try and swing at it again. Advantage. Huh. It's a 16. Your paladins are just like whiffing today. We're all just like, what's happening? The gods all of the gods are currently busy with a big flaming rock. Please stand right. yeah. <laughs> right. um, it is your turn. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, let's see here. Uh, we're having a lot of trouble hitting things today. I wonder if I can help anybody with that. Let me check real quick. I'm sorry, just looking up one of my spells. Yeah, don't forget, you also took the spell fairy fire. I do. I do have that. That would be more glitter. That would be a good helping thing. More glitter, absolutely. Okay, that's a great idea. I mean, I thought it'd be a fun party trick, but also seems like it's actually useful. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna. I will cast a fairy fire. I guess it should. I don't, I guess I don't have the disengage ability to just stand here because I don't want to get an attack of opportunity against me. So, okay. well, I will. Uh, your 20 foot cube going to be? No matter so where what? you put it, it's a 20 foot cube. No matter where you place the fairy fire, you're going to get at least you and or one of your uh, companions in the cube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not a great idea. Um, I guess I just have to hope that they can roll against it. Okay, so I will, uh, yeah, I'll cast Fairy Fire on the enemy here. Uh, is it, where can I put it that it would hit the, the fewest of us, though? Um, you could put it, um, oops, move that. Um, you can put it. Uh, let, where's the if you're talking about the yellow one, you can just get me, and yeah, that's fine. Get, I accidentally drew freehand. Oops. <laughs> that was a mistake. I can I glitter you? Is that okay? Come through. Okay. 
sorry about this, but we gotta do something. We're doing, we're not we're not really hitting this guy, so it gotta be something about this. No tea, no yeah. shade. No lemonade. Thank you. Okay. If you put it right here, you just get Whistler in there. Alright, Whistler, sorry about this. Sorry about this bird person. Okay, Okay, so now I make a dexterity saving throw. Oh no, that's a six. So they are covered in what color glitter are they covered in? Can I do rainbow? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Oh, rainbow! Like nice like silver holographic, that'd be cool. Nice. I got a 19. That's chromie. Oh yes. What is your defender doing, Robin? Whistler roll. Okay, my defender is going. Okay, great. So, so Whistler's fine. The creature's hit. Perfect outcome. And I'm going to attack the other creature um, with my pangolin. Why? Natural twenty. That means automatic full damage, right? No, it means you roll the damage dice twice and then add the modifier. So it would be 2d8 plus 2. That. Okay, I got a 5 and an 8. Okay, so 13, 15. Oh. This creature is dead. 15 against the god that's already dying. So um, as this creature comes back up on its hind legs and goes poof, poof, and um, it kind of just smushes the the bar guest as it just squishes down the creature and kills it dead. First blood. The first kill off the campaign is Robin's wooden defender. Yes, way to go, Pan. That's Pan. I loosen the jar lid. I like the pangolin. Right, um, Elsie, it's your turn. We're still muted, though, as well. FYI. I am going to cast uh, Firebolt. And you can also move your Flaming Sphere. Yes, I know. Uh, I actually was checking if uh, how far it was. Okay. And it can only be moved 30 feet. 30 feet, okay. so... It can't reach it yet. Oh, but you can get it there. You can move it along. Yes. You tell it like, and... Come on, Sphere. You can do it, Sphere. Let's go. But uh, I would like to cast Firebolt on the last creature. You will have advantage because it is in Firefire. Fire. So okay. it's easier to hit. That is a natural 20. 2d10 fire damage! Let's roll those, roll that beautiful bean footage. Really sad when the new people are like... Uh, that is... 10 fire damage. Fire damage, alright. Sizzling. Yep. Um, Finland, it is your turn. Uh, I was going to move my fire. You can move your firebolt. I mean, your fire, uh, your flaming sphere. There it is. It is now been moved. And so that is my turn. 
creature in front of you is deaded. Right. Um, I think that I can just... Let's see if I skip through here, I guess. Um, I'm going to, yeah, um, uh, kind of survey what's going on around, kind of ignore the weird wooden creature. It seems to be a friend, but I don't want to deal with it right now. But I do see that my very good friend seems to be hurt, and I would like to make a beeline that way. So should be able to actually get her here. Okay. With your dash action, yep. Yeah. All right, uh, next up is Aster. So you don't have to concentrate on the fairy fire anymore because the yes. creature that was surrounding us. And I'm right there next to you going, ow. Yes, I, I stop with the fairy fire and I will cast Cure Wounds onto Jack. Okay, what level are you casting? Uh, just level one. Okay, 1d8 plus your charisma modifier. Uh, nine health points back. Oh god, I feel so much better, thank you. Uh, bonus action? Aster? Uh, There's not much I can do. That's it. Okay. Um, this creature is, um, it kind of looks back and sees the fire coming towards it, and it's gonna reach out and he's going to try to, um, Munch on uh, Whistler. That's an 11. This is. It does not hit. Cool. Rad. Jack, it is your turn. Sorry. It's dinner time. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat like the I'm going to. I'm going to talk. I'm going to uh, yeet the other uh, hand axe at him. You have advantage because it is covered in fairy fire. Ha ha ha, yes. Um, so that was a 23. That hits. Yes, it does. All right, so uh, that's going to be a d6 slashing. That's one. Plus your strength modifier. Oh, uh, um... No, I take that back. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be four. Four, okay. Nah. All right. Uh, would you like to move, or are you gonna stay where you are, Jack? Uh, no, I'm gonna stay where I am. Yeah. I'm cool. Like, I'm feeling better, but it still hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basta, it is your turn. We're, we're just gonna go back to trying to hit. Maybe one day... You have advantage. You oh. have advantage. So is it the normal attack plus an extra? Oh wow. Yeah. Jeez. Wait. 
15. Damage. How many? 15. How many? 14? 15. Great. 15, okay. Even better. Oh, also, it needs to save on no strength, save, or be pushed 10 feet away from you. They are not prone. That is, on a strength save, that is a 13. Is that based on my skull DC? Yeah. Okay, then it saves. Okay. But you guys finally see this is your with your scimitar? Yes. Okay, boss said, has their scimitar, has their scimitar. And she swings it at it, and as she does, the light a little bit kind of shines down on her. And Melora, you know, Melora is with you. And as you do that, you hear this resounding off of the scimitar smite as it hits this creature. Whistler, it is your turn. Have advantage. Feel the paladin. It's the paladin's time. I'm gonna mimic the sound of like the thunder that just happened from her hit and try to bring my battle axe down. Yes, finally. That's an 18. The Paladins did it! The Paladins did it! <laughs> and I'm gonna burn my last uh, spell slot to use Divine Smite. And it is a fiend, so you get the extra D8. Math. Fancy feathers. 22 damage. And with the second kill of the campaign, the gods with them once more, echoing with her her fellow paladin's noise, but from her throat, it's like from down here, it comes out her mouth as she swings her battle axe down. This creature has gone to the Raven Queen. Now I need everybody. I'm gonna before before you roll. Everybody who is religious in some way, and I mean actively religious, if you, you say your prayers every day, you do rituals once a week, whatever it is. So the two paladins and anybody else who considers themselves actively religious make a perception check. This is a pretty high roll, but throwing it out there. So just a 10. So it's a perception check. Yep. Uh, 21. 10. God. 13. Literally. Okay. For Pastor, you hear as this creature dies, you hear kind of a cackling noise, like <laughs> you don't know where it came from. Was it from the creature dying? Was it do you imagine it? Is it further in the forest? Did one of your new companions do that? You don't know. You just heard it. You're the only one, well, as far as you know, you're the only one that heard it. So, um, the creatures are dead. You guys who have been going through this whole, like, meteor thing have two slash three new companions. What would you like to do? Everyone, Monica here with a few announcements that we have during this little break session. Um, let me start off with what we've been doing uh, between episodes. We had our first giveaway over on our Facebook, and it was a lot of fun. A big thank you to everybody who entered the giveaway, and we look forward to having some more as time goes on. Uh, next up, just some general information. Um, 
But this little break that we've been that we're going to start doing <clears throat> is meant to do uh, shoutouts. We're going to do shoutouts from our Kofi. Uh, that's right. We have a Kofi account, and you guys can buy little coffees from us for us. And when you buy one, uh, we'll say your name right here during this little break session. We'll give you a little shout out, say thank you, and if you buy three or more coffees, then you can leave a little message on Kofi, and we'll read that message. If it is PG-13, we will not read anything above PG-13 content on the show. So, what you can do, you can like do a little birthday message for someone who likes the show. Uh, you can like do a little plug if you want of something you do, uh, or you can just like say something fun if you like what we do. You can like give us praise. I don't know, but yeah, that's our Kofi. Um, next thing uh, that we will do during these regularly scheduled breaks is uh, sponsorships. If you guys know of any uh, companies that wish to sponsor us. Uh, let them know to reach out to us at uh, youraverageadventuringshow at gmail.com. Uh, they can email us there and we can work something out with them. Um, this is where our sponsorships will normally go. Um, and if we have reoccurring sponsors, we'll put their sponsorships at the end of the video. Um, but at the, if they are sponsoring for the first time, they will be here in this little break section that you're watching right now. Um... Yeah, so I think that's it for this little break. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time because this episode's really good and I want you guys to watch all of it. Um, so yeah, that is it from me. And I will see you all in a little bit. Past me will be here. So yeah, without further ado, let's get back to the game. Bye guys. What do you like to do? I'm going to go check on Jack. <laughs> Um, if everybody's cool with it, I'm going to close uh, Roll20 as we do not really need it right now because we're just doing RP at this point. Is everybody cool with that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm going to stop sharing that so I can put all of my concentration here. So okay. I'm going to look next to me and see this tiny, what seems to be like tabaxi, and then a huge wooden animal that I'm not familiar with and be like, Wait, are you using that? Yeah, uh, I'm half tabaxi, half gnome. Uh, not, not your usual combination, but you know, my parents are open hearted people. That's cool. uh, my, my mom's a tabaxi, my dad's a gnome. You know, classic story tells all this time seven foot jungle cat meets gnome, they fall in love, they do some mushrooms. Here I am, you know. My name's Robin, by the way. Um, Robin song through the woods of the Rainbow Forest, of the Rainbow Falls clan. What's your name? I go by that step, but I haven't been asked, been told or asked my full name in a long time. Um, my full name is Bastet Iris Ra River Delta, but I just go by my very first name, Bastet. Yeah, I just go by Robin. Great to meet you. It's great to meet another tobacco. We don't have a lot of our kind up in this part. Great well, to meet a tall one, too. Well, we'll have to exchange stories about life growing up. Absolutely. Can I Do you jump wanna, in? 
Finn and Whistler are like, is this off? how conversations go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make it worse though and um, say a few words in Tabaxi that I picked up from an old friend. I think they're nice things. They're not nice things. <laughs> I, I say into backseat. Excuse me. What? What is the gist of those things? Um. Probably just generally very insulting. I think I'm saying like, "Hi, how are you?" So a very upbeat tone, but you know, I'm cursing you out. In depth for the first time, you know, really, really in the eyes and the. Okay, then. That's how this relationship's gonna go. Mm. Wizard thinks that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like, kind of go in, because I can no. tell. Oh, hold on, hold on. They, they just, they, they imitate. Yeah, I was, about to, I was just about yeah. to say that, too. <laughs> she, like, my, my character is, uh, Jack's, Jack, Jack's just like, hold on, hold on, I happen to know she she recognizes that someone's getting upset and she's like no 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 she's cool I don't say much okay uh well there's another gnome who is just kind of chilling behind you guys <laughs> <laughs> this, this uh, one looks like an old man in the distance. Beth, are you, are you new Since I'm checking on Jack. So before I go, I wanted to check on Jack. Um, just before I checked on anything else, like, how you doing, buddy? I could, I could stand a, ba a bandage or two. It, um, a couple of those claws hurt. Yeah, those were real tough creatures. Maybe when we get back in we can find help. Yeah. I'm glad that you are still with us, and that your face is in the world. Hey, you know, what's another couple scars? It's a story, what? right? It is a great story. Um, I'll turn hey, around you. and be like... What'd you say, Pax? Do you need huh? to be healed? I mean, no, I'm good. Okay. One, one, I'll, I'll, we can wait until we get back to town. I'll be fine. Does Fenlin also anyone, look Does anyone need up? to be healed? Or, does anyone need help? Uh, uh, yeah, Fenlin is definitely very hurt. Is got lots of cuts and is actively bleeding. So I'm just putting a hand on Fenlin's shoulder, oh, yeah. and I'll just do lay on hands and give you like seven hit points. Yeah, Jack. Jack is blowing. Is kind of like blowing, blowing it off. She's trying to like act real tough. Ditto. She's not too good. <laughs> yeah. Both. Like she's trying to be well, tough around the new guys. If it was just her and Finland, they'd be just both going, "Oh my god, this hurts so bad." <laughs> if anyone needs, I can give you a ride back to town on Pan. Would you like to ride on Pan? I think Pan. I'm good. Only you or the new gnome can ride on Pan because the Pan is a medium creature and everybody else is a medium creature. Only you and the gnome cannot can ride on Pan as small creatures. 
Maybe you can sit on Pan's tail and Pan can drag you. Pan's got like, appreciate like a long-ass tail. Just sit on there. I think I would break your adorable creature. So I'm going to go over... Speaking of adorable creatures, what is that? And I point over towards... I just wanted to call you Fizzgig, and that's not right. Alphys. <laughs> During this entire conversation, Alphys has just been writing stuff in a small journal. Just just watching and looking at these as just writing in a journal. And as you say that, he closes it and tucks it away and just goes, I am Alphys, the Deep Mage. How may I be of assistance? Uh, Well, first... Thank you for all the assistance. Um. Oh, I'm Fenlin. Jack! These are my friend Jack. My other friends. I don't say much. (laughs) Well, it is nice to meet you. Would you like to come over here and join us for our discussion? I would be delighted. I do love to learn a bit of knowledge. I just mimic the sound of writing and then a book closing. Yes. Right, little legs. So what what are you taking notes on? Okay. Alvis, Finland has asked what you were taking notes on. Um, oh, just my, oh, just, uh, how the fight went, and, uh, a few minor details of, uh, the creatures that we encountered. Do you see the creatures before? What? (laughs) Do I know which creatures? Have you seen those creatures before? Um, I may have seen them in some other texts but I cannot tell if I do recall their nature. But I do believe I may have seen them, but uh, they are quite hard to determine if it was the same creature or not. I know a lot of information. I have a lot of... I've been a lot of places and know a lot of information. Uh, You could say I'm somewhat of a... Hmm, that may help, but... Oh, I'm going to be completely helpful and go grab one of these corpses and drag it over. <laughs> Master will keep their distance from all of that and, like, just take a few steps back and be like, mm-mm. So what do you think it is? Hmm. I mean, other than dead. Can I roll an investigation check to see if I actually can figure out what it is? Actually, you know what? Roll an arcana check. Okay. That is a 19. Okay, yes, you you have seen... Here's your point, but everybody. Um, <laughs> you have seen these creatures in some of your various texts that you've read before. They are called bar guests, is what they are called. 
they start off their life as just regular goblins and they are changed somehow by a um a a god um that they have somehow sort of somebody way back in their lineage is like made a pact with or something but yes they are um former goblins who have been turned into these fiendish wolf-like creatures okay and what were they called Barghest. Barghest. Bar-G-H- yep. B-A-R-G-H-E-S-T. Barghest. Alright, I just... I After looking at the creature, I look up and just go, It seems that these are Barghests. Uh, very difficult creatures, starting off as goblins and being changed by, very, uh, by uh, gods and such. Very interesting. Seems terrible. That's awful. <laughs> Was there just kind of shrugs? Caster <laughs> most likely has like kind of spaced out at this point after um, Alphys just kept rambling and rambling. Aster is just like kind of like looks away and like gets distracted looking around <laughs> and like just doesn't is pay there- attention. Is there something in particular that we would need to do to treat the corpses? Burn them? Bury them? Um... With that role, role, you know, Alphys, that um, these creatures, um, they will not return to life unless somebody comes over and actually casts, like, raise dead on them. They aren't uh, uh, undead in that nature. You're more than welcome to burn them just for safety's sake, but they aren't going to come back. You do not do anything like that. I, I just go. Argus for safety. I, if you want to be safe, you can burn them, but uh, they are not needed to be burned. I'm a safety girl. <laughs> Wait, speaking of, Alphys, you technically still have your flaming sphere up. You could just be like, woo! (laughs) I'm just imagining someone picking up the beast and throwing it into the flaming spheres. Literally what I'm going to do right now. Yeah, I'm I'm grabbing the other one. If nobody wants to touch them, I can have Pan do it. If nobody wants to touch them, I can have Pan. I can totally touch it. Yeah, I'm 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 touching it. I'm gonna stay back here. Right. So, uh, to get them to get them up, like to drag it over, you could do that by yourself. Then, if you try to throw into the flaming sphere, it's gonna take you and Jack both, like you on the front legs and Jack on the back legs, and do what? <laughs> we do. We do. One, two, three. And this that way I don't get that way. I don't get blood on my on my armor. Yeah. yeah. Like I y- y'all see me, like I'm I'm fine like handling the creatures, but when blood gets like kind of near my clothing, I'm just like, oh, oh okay, no, nope, let's let's try not to. <laughs> it's okay, I got prestidigitation, I'll help you afterwards. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> I understand that so feeling, I very much do. Yes, burn that being burned. Spent a long time painting it. What do you want? Um, okay, so 
corpses are being burned. Uh, it smells kind of bad out here. It smells like dirty, burnt wolf hair. Um, so it doesn't smell real great out here. Uh, would you guys like to continue back to Rindenhurst? Me speaking of, Alphys, why are you headed to Rindenhurst? Um, I'm just simply a traveling wizard. I do not really... I'm just looking for knowledge, and that is all. There is a place uh, in Brindenhurst. It's called the Nature Walker's Lodge. It is, in fact, where a lot of people who choose to do kind of natural magic learn. So people that are like rangers or druids. So if you wanted to go there, you, you could probably do that, kind of read in their library and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I would like to cast Find Familiar. Okay. And so... Uh, I just, my, my, uh, gnome just kind of sort of does a little thing with his hand and casts a small black raven out of his hands and starts, um, looking at it and basically telepathically speaking to it. It then flutters off and basically is just hovering up in the air. It's like a mini whistler. Whistler looks at it very closely. <laughs> it's like eyes very narrow, like starts making bird sounds at it. Start with crow, move to raven. Yeah, you can don't know if there's more of these around. Do you guys want to head back to town together so we have more safety in numbers? Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny people. Um and, and like Jack Jack is just being super friendly about this. She does not realize that this might come off really condescending, but she's like, "Hey, tiny people. Did either of you like want to be carried?" I'm good on pan, but normally yeah, I would love that. Thanks. So I'm gonna um, stay like climbed up on top of my pangolins, ready to ride. Thirty-ish. Little sea pop, little tail pop, back for a seat. Uh, Alpha's just kind of. Alpha's just kind of go, just kind of uh, pulls out a small like a flask and takes a swig of it and just goes, "All right, might as well." <laughs> And you could see that he, you could see on his expression that he does not like walking. Jack, like, gets down, like, kneels down on one knee and is just like, come on! And, like, invites you to climb up on her shoulders like a toddler on, on their parents' shoulders. Like, he's cool with this. I've done that before in a different game as a gnome, or as a, like, with a gnome, I've done that too. It's hilarious. Alright, so, we've got one gnome tabaxi on a wooden pangolin, one gnome riding on the shoulders of a half-orc, and then tabaxi, a kinku, and two elves come walking back into Rindenhurst. It takes you back another 30-45 minutes, yet all during your walking motion, <laughs> another 30-45 minutes to get back into Rindenhurst. Really um, humble just... walk. How I walk. I want a bath. Well, I assume Aster's singing. 
Oh, yeah, with the music singing like it's something. <laughs> the walking through the forest song. <laughs> right. Walking through the forest, walking through the forest. We're not afraid, we're not afraid. Any other toddler parents here? No, Disney, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Hashtag toddler parent life. Um, alright, so, uh, you guys make it back into Rindenhurst. Uh, as you do, you notice in Brambleberry Park, which I'm gonna go ahead, um, and move the, I'm not gonna put it up on screen, but, uh, I'm gonna move you guys to Rindenhurst so the new players can look at it. So, this right here is Brambleberry Park. As you guys start walking into town, you do pass by the Temple of Melora, which is a temple inside of a giant tree. And uh, wherever you would like to go, you can uh, go to. This is where the Emerald Protectors are. This is the Fire Brigade. Here is the Raven Queen's Temple. This is the Art Collective. Also known Riley. as de la Rivière Arc uh, Castor, or Arc for short. Uh, this is Brambleberry Park. This right here, number four, Elfies, that is the Nature Walker's Lodge. And this is Cream. And this right here, number three, is the temple. Uh, sorry, this is cream. This right here, number two, is the temple of uh, Pelor. So, where is everybody? What heading? time is it? It's what time is it in game? At this point, close to noon. Anybody want to grab lunch? I need a bath. Really bad. Yeah. Jack and I are gonna head to the uh, fire brigade. Uh, see about getting some first aid and possibly baths. As you guys, uh, if you walk by to go to the fire, you're going to walk by Brambleberry Park. And you notice there is kind of like a dais, a dais being, dais being set up. And you see people kind of, um, you see some of your town counselors out there uh, preparing for something. Those of you that walk by Brambleberry Park for whatever reason, if you're going to the Emerald Protectors, if you're going to the Nature Walkers Lodge, or to Cream, uh, you see kind of some, uh, something being set up in the park. I was gonna go to the Emerald Protectors, but I will just detour okay. to the park and see what I can see. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm a curious cat. Oh. Speaking okay. of curious what's going on. Um, there's a what, cat. Do you guys know what's going on over here? Edie. Um, if, if, are you asking somebody that, uh, Robin? I'm asking whoever is walking, whoever else is walking, like, towards the park. Do any of you guys know what's going on over here? I didn't know we had a town meeting or performance today. I, mm, no idea. I, I don't say a lot. <laughs> I'll say Astro's gonna head over okay, to Cream and, like, kind of change out of these clothes. <laughs> But there are people who are working, like just kind of setting up chairs and putting up barricades and stuff. So you're more than welcome to ask any of the people that are actually working if um, anybody wants to ask any questions. Alpha's yeah. just heads to the nature lodge. Okay. Alpha's just like, I'm, I'm going to ask the workers. Okay. Do I need to roll an investigation or anything? No, no, you just come up to this person. Um, it's a dwarf. Uh, she is setting up, she's kind of got like a hammer and some wooden nails and stuff, and she's helping to set up this kind of stage to go on. And what exactly do you ask her, Robin? Uh, is there an event today? I didn't know anything was going on. She goes, oh, oh, 
it's a last minute thing. Um, it's because the, the town council is going to come talk about what happened last night and uh, kind of fill us in on everything. So last minute town meeting was called. And, uh, so yeah, it's what happened last night? Were you not here? Did you not see the bright light and the crash and the, the wheels? That was real. I was tripping on mushrooms. Was that real? It was, uh, yeah, it was. It was real. Very Everybody real. Everybody saw that? I, I believe so. Oh, you really? were outside. Everybody at the very least felt it because it shook the ground. I I'll mean, pull out oh, the. Oh, I pull out the piece on. of rock I that, that I took. I pull out the piece of rock that I took and and show it to you. Not tripping on mushrooms. Whoa. That's rad. Can I roll an arcana check or a nature check? What should I roll? Uh, either one. Arcana or nature, whichever one is higher. Okay. Uh, nature. Nature. Ooh, 17. What do I know? Um, you uh, know the same thing that some of the people found out last night. This looks a lot like a uh, lava rock, the way that it's kind of porous and black, and it's actually very—it's actually pretty light to hold, and it's—but it's a little bit sharper than what a lava rock would be. Where did you get this? There's no volcanoes around here, are there? Mm-mm. Um. Oh my god, am I asking Whistler? Are you asking Whistler? Sure are. Oh god. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Hot Rock. From Hot Rock. Hot How Rock? long have y'all been chatting at this point? <laughs> A few minutes? Yeah, I mean, just since we walked down. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like, if it's been long enough that Jax had a bath and can join y'all. Yeah, it just depends on how uh, long you think it takes to shower. Okay, so the thing, the, a, a rock came out of the sky and hit and it was hot? Is that what you're telling me? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, and I, I saw a light. I, saw, I was out in the woods last night having a little me time. Uh... I thought I, I thought that was part of my trip. I didn't realize that was real. Huh. Real, very real. That's rad. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so yeah, you're, you're cool. like, um, and the uh, dwarven woman who is um, kind of doing the building. She's like, yeah, the 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 mayor and the um, town council will be up uh, probably about thirty minutes, I believe, is what uh, we were told. So if you wanted to join us, there'd be a meeting. Yes. Um, I like to be civically minded. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Yes. I'm really hungry. Whistler, wait, uh, hey, Raven's person, you want to grab some lunch? I'm like real hungry. Whistler. Lunch? Uh, Whistler, Robin? Whistler. Yes, Robin. Robin. Yes. Whistler, oh, hey. Yeah. Kind of funny, I'm a cat and I have a bird's name and you're a bird and you're named after a Whistle, but cool. Fine. Ah. Ah. Do you eat? Lunch? I don't eat. Maybe a cream? You don't eat. I eat. Cream. 
cream, not, right? Not cream. I don't eat cream. Eat at cream. Yeah. You know, I don't eat cream either. I'm lactose intolerant. People always try to get me to have cream because I'm like, the thing I'm a cat. Sucks. I can't, I can't eat it. But I like cream the place. It's a great spot. You want to go have lunch? Yes. 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 Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to go over to cream and we can pan the camera to somebody else. We're headed to cream. Yep. Meanwhile, Whistler's like bleeding on the way there. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, what is everybody else doing? Uh, uh, Alphys, what do you do at Whistler's Lodge? Um, I go up and uh, I ask the person there. I ask, I just see if there's anybody there to uh, ask some questions and okay. see if and see if I can maybe uh, browse their library. You come up to what's more like a front desk uh, area uh, inside, and there is a young half-elf working the front desk. She goes, um, yes, hello, sir, how can I help you? I was just wondering if I may be able to peruse your library. You see, I'm a bit of a person that seeks knowledge. She goes, oh, yes, our library is open to anybody who would like to read. Um, you cannot, unless you have uh, credentials with the Nature Watch... The Nature Walkers Lodge or a related uh, academic institution. You cannot take books out of the library, but you are more than welcome to come in and read at your leisure and take notes. Ah, thank you. I will not, I will try not to accidentally take a book. Um, uh, she kind of laughs and goes, <laughs> you can't do that. Alarm would go off. I see. Then I will thank you for the knee information. I will. Is the third tower over? It's like the tallest tower um, in the Nature Walkers Lodge. So that's the library. Thank you. Alphas then heads over in that direction. Um, what are you looking for in the library, Alphas? Alphas just. just Alphas just. Um, he's not really looking for anything in particular. Okay. He's just seeking knowledge and generally is so you do notice that most of the books in this library are related to nature in some way there's books about animals there's books about herbalism and plants um animal husbandry fishing um so a lot of this stuff so if you had any questions about you know anything either natural um like about the ecology of the Emerald Weald and the Castor River and like all of that stuff. A lot, that's what you can find information on in, uh, in this library. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And over here we've got uh, Finland and Jack taking showers, cleaning themselves uh, off camera. Uh, so anything you wanna look for, basically there are some things about arcane nature. Um, some like maybe some like, there are, there are a few books about the Fae because there are, is a fey presence in the Emerald Weald. Um, so if you wanted to look in some information about the fey, there is something like that. Um, but after being here for about 15, 20 minutes, there are maybe five or six more people in the library. And you see almost to a one, they all kind of look at each other and they realize um, what time it is. I'll say there was like a, there's like a bell that rings and um, it's about one o'clock and they all, as the bell rings, they all kind of go, are you going? Yeah, I'm going. And they all kind of get up and walk together out of the library. So Bestet is also feeling real gross 
Um, while, you know, Finland and Jack were taking their bath, who was grooming herself as well, and she tries to go for a short taxi nap, um, but the bell wakes her up and she is to, I guess, the, uh, the... It's the, it's the bell at the Temple of Paylor. Oh, well, she had to... Well, she wakes up because of the temple and is like... The temple bell and is like... Something happening? Is there another emergency? If you guys go outside, for those of you... So, uh, Alphys, everybody that was in the library has walked out, kind of going, Yeah, are you going? Yes, I believe the mayor's going to speak. And you hear kind of this chatter as they walk out. You are more than welcome to stay in the library. You have it to yourself at this point. Or you could join them walking where they are going. Alphys kind of just uh, takes a, a seat at somewhere and through and then decides to take a peek outside using his raven's eyes. Okay, as you do that, do your raven have a name? Not at the moment. Okay, cool. Think about it. So your raven, you let your raven go and your eyes kind of go white as you look through your raven's eyes and you see people gathering in this big park where that dais has been set up, the stage. And there are a few chairs, but everybody else is just kind of mingling and standing around as you see some people setting up for like a, uh, um, uh, a lectern, you know, kind of thing, a podium for people to stand at. So there's some sort of like town meeting or gathering happening at the park just across the way. I'm going to assume that we're we're done getting cleaned up and changed, and that everybody in the in the building is wanting to head over there anyway. So we're getting the idea that something's happening, and we'll yeah, follow. Yeah, one person does stay back because you have to have somebody at the house at all times. But uh, as as you run out, um, uh, this person kind of yells at you. They're a halfling, and they're like, "Tell me what happened, Finn. Finn, tell me what happened." I was. Thanks. Um, and um, everybody kind of gathers. Uh, whoever would like to can gather in the town square. Uh, the uh, I'm just going to show you guys on the map very quickly. The uh, dais is being set up over on this side. So um, the uh, so up here so is where it's being set up. So it's hard for you to stand back this way. You'd have to be standing over here, like either in. So not all of these uh, market tents are up right now. So it's easy. They kind of been put down so that the whole park can be used for this meeting. And um, you guys see up on the dais, these are the people that you see. Because this is where we're going to introduce the town council. Up on the dais, um, actually, Isler, you see Rebecca, our mentor. And you know that he is the representative of the religious community to the town council. So you see Thorbeck up there. If you would like to acknowledge that or wave at him, you can. Thorbeck! Thorbeck! Kind of sees you and he goes, Hi, girl. I see ya. Um, you also see up there a... There is a female. It's a human female in her like mid to late 50s. She's got dark brown hair, but she's got, got gray streaks coming in the front. Uh, it's kind of curly. Um, anybody that knows, knows this is Margot Bywater. She is a representative of the agricultural community in and around um, uh, uh, Renninghurst. There is a uh, person up there, not fully human. They are in fact a water genasi. 
they, um, uh, for those of you who are in the Emerald Protectors, you know this is Zenus. Zenus is a um, the uh, representative of the Emerald Protectors. There is, on the dais, a centaur. You would probably know who this is, um, Robin. This is uh, Andico. Andico is a carpenter. They are a representative of the Makers Guilds. So they are a representative awesome. of the Smiths, uh, any artisans, any kind of guild like that. And then there is uh, there are some people up there. There is a um, the representative that was voted on by the people uh, for the community at large council seat is a um, halfling female known, named Rosea. Um, and then also up there in a, uh, a wooden and metal chair with some wheels on the side is in fact the mayor. And uh, there is also, yeah, that's it, that's it. It's the council and the mayor are standing up there. There are some members of the Emerald Protectors kind of standing around the stage, almost working as um, protection, kind of like bodyguards. Um, so kind of standing around, just standing there with like, you know, spears or, you know, swords, whatever their kind of choice is. And you see um, the mayor roll up to the lectern that has been um, placed. Uh, it's a smaller lectern. And um, they, have, they kind of look back and the uh, representative from the Emerald Protectors comes up and touches their throat. And you hear kind of booming out in a larger way. Um, you hear, citizens of Rindenhurst, thank you for joining me here in Brambleberry Park. I know last night was a harrowing event for all of us, as our world was quite literally shaken. I am here to assure you, we are here to assure you, that our brave members of the Rendonhurst Fire Brigade and the Emerald Protectors rushed out there, as was their duty, to put out the fires and begin investigating what has happened. I have been told, Zenith, that some sort of large boulder fell from the sky. And Evard, the chieftain of the fire brigade, has said that fires have been put out and that things may return to normal. But until that time, that area of the Emerald Weald is cordoned off. The Emerald Protectors will have guards out there. There is are cording it off three square acres around the crash site. So if anybody has plans for going out in that area, you can ask the Emerald Protectors where it is, and they can tell you where to avoid. I have also been told that the, um, the stone, the boulder itself, has been taken in for research. It has been taken to the Fair Haven Winery as it is far enough outside of town and large enough to house such a boulder. Thank you, Mura, for agreeing to have this unusual stone housed at your family home um, and to have the members of the Nature Walkers Lodge and the Emerald Protectors uh, to do the research. And you see a tall, thin, grace, uh, sorry, green-skinned woman with pointed ears and small tusks coming come over her lips. She's got dark 
uh, she's got black hair that is kind of do, uh, she's got it braided in a crown, so you can tell it's probably very long, and she just kind of looks at the uh, mayor and goes, goes, yes, thank you, Mura. People of Rendenhurst, we have called this meeting not only to assure you that what happened yesterday evening was hopefully a fluke, but we are doing what we can to research it. We are doing what we can to see if this will affect goings-on of the Weald, if it will affect the river, or any of your businesses or any of your lives. Speaking of things that are going to happen, Council and I have spoken, and we have decided that next week's Summer Swell Festival will continue. That the events of last night are no reason for us to cancel this event at this time. So, next week, here in the park, upon this very stage, there will be a myriad entertainers, there will be even more artisans here for you to shop, and food vendors for you to buy from. For those of you who are interested in, the interested in entering the Summer Swell Games, I have been told that registration is still open for the, both the individual and the team events. Those of you who are interested in registering, please see uh, Andico, as he is the one who has the registration. And you see this centaur just kind of like, he's laying on his uh, like four legs, like a horse laying down, and he just kind of stands up on his front legs and like bows at everybody. And he uses his human hands and he kind of waves and he just kind of points in one hand. He's kind of got like a clipboard and he like points at it and he's like, right here. Um, I'm gonna elbow Jack. Okay. So, <laughs> be assured that Jack, Jack, yes. <laughs> be assured that our annual festival to honor Melora and the summer, and the bounty of the river that happens during the summer, will continue until further notice. Now, we will be continuing to set up for the summer swell, but as it stands. Please stay and shop from the artisans here that are set up in Brambleberry Park. I believe there is a glazier and a potter and maybe a few carpenters or two. Uh, so if you need any housewares or goods, I myself am, be go am going to go to uh, Woozy Anna's stall and get some rice pudding. Uh, it's my favorite. So uh, I will be out and about and so will your other counselors to answer questions and speak to you. Thank you all for coming. Enjoy the rest of your day. And please, come to us with any questions or concerns. Thank you. People kind of start clapping. Woo, yay! Thank you. And uh, they wheel uh, back, and you can see the counselors now just kind of turning and talking to each other. And uh, the mayor, um, those of you who have been in town for at least like three weeks, know that their name is Palu. Palu, P-A-L-U, Palu, and uh, they roll down the ramp uh, that has been set up for them, and all the other counselors come down. You also notice that uh, Andico uses the ramp instead of using the stairs uh, to get back down, and um, they are just people are just kind of milling and they're answering questions. And Andico actually goes and stands behind kind of like a stand. It's, it wouldn't be a stand-up desk for a human, but Andico's a centaur, so you know that's how it does. 
so that they have kind of set up over by the stage that they have uh, people are kind of coming and lining up to do signups and stuff. So there are a few vendors that if you would like to buy some things. A few of the merchants were open. Uh, you can go buy food and you can talk to any of your counselors or mentors or anything like that. So yes, um, uh, Jack wanted to do something, I believe. Uh, no, I was just wondering if my mom's here. Um, no, she is not. It's possible that she would be coming for the summer swell, as it is a pretty big festival here in town. So a lot of people from the surrounding area do come in, but she has not made it in yet. Cool. Yes, I'm, I'm headed over with Finland to go sign up for some games. Okay. Uh, does anybody else want to talk to anybody or go sign up for games or what are, what are our plans? I had one question. So is Attico in charge of the festival, like overall? planning and stuff? Uh, no. uh, Antico is in charge of people who are interested in doing the games, which is like the athletic contests. Yeah. If you would like to um, sign up to be a performer, you would need to talk to, give me just one second. I have a list. Um, if you are interested give me in- Give just one second is a strange name. Yeah. Right. Um, if you would just, if you would like to, uh, you would go talk to Rosea, who is the halfling female. Okay. Uh, I'm with them about the games. Robin is very interested in games. That sounds <laughs> super fun. So is Whistler. Okay. So who is going to speak to Andico about games? Both about the game events and uh, singular events. Okay. Those of you who are Heading to the, there is a few, there are a few people in front of you, but you guys kind of all stand together. And it takes about 15, 20 minutes of Andigo talking. Now, this is where it's going to be, I am a very small woman and I am not able to do a very deep voice. So, imagine a much deeper male voice coming out of my mouth when I say these <laughs> words. So I am not going to try to do that as I will both embarrass myself and everybody else on this show. So. Again, imagine somebody speaking like um, my favorite male voice to talk about is Dennis Haysbert. Like if it's Dennis Haysbert. If you don't know who that is, he's the guy who has a nationwide commercial. Um, also played Pedro Serrano in uh, Major League. So uh, imagine it's Dennis Haysbert's voice coming out of this male large centaur. So with me. Okay. So uh, who, would th who do you think is first in line to come talk to Andico? It's but probably e equally me and Jack. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not real fast, so it wasn't me first. <laughs> okay. So he goes, aha, yes. Uh, would you like to all like to sign up for the games? Yeah. Yes. What would you be interested in signing up for? I want to throw stuff. Aha, you are lucky. We do, in fact, have an axe throwing competition. And like yeah, you gotta you gotta imagine it like it's this giant greenish gray woman in like the frilliest top and like painted skirt, <laughs> like getting really excited about axe throwing. <laughs> uh, so he goes, all right, axe throwing. Uh, so and what is your name? Can I ask? Jacod. Jacod. All right, you're a very excitable one, aren't you? Yeah. Jacquard, Jacquard. You have your mother is a 
Oh, yeah, textile merchant, is she not? Yeah, yeah, um, you probably, I mean, I've carried boxes and stuff all around for her, too. Yeah, yeah, you look real familiar. All right, uh, anybody else want to sign up for the axe throwing? We have uh, other games as well. Uh, you, you're more than welcome to sign up for more. They aren't held at the same time. So you, uh, if you wanted to get a team together, you can compete in tug of war. And, uh, like, uh, Jack and Finland just high five. <laughs> I like lean forward and just like kind of poke both of your shoulders and just go team. Yeah. Uh, we do require a team of four or more people, a maximum of eight, seven. So uh, any number between four and seven people is required to form a tug of war team. So you would need one more individual to be form a tug of war team. Saw that it tiny little cabin. Three foot five wanting to be on the tug of war team. <laughs> You're the caboose. Of war. <laughs> She's gotta be the anchor. <laughs> we shall take I'm the small strong. creature as well. I'm okay. so excited to be included. Me? I would love to. I would love to be on your team. Do you have a team? Is there running and hurdles? Anything like that? Uh, but Annika first, he goes, okay, your tug-of-war team name is? Team name, anybody? Otherwise, you're just going to be- None of this is grass. Uh, Whistler, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, what do you None of this is grass. None of this is grass. None of this is grass. Is that what we're sticking with? None of this is grass. Sure. Sure. Uh, um, is, are there any climbing competitions? I'm really good at climbing. We do have uh, this other young person here asked. There is a, there are two chases, there are two running. There is a dash, just a straight up, you just run. There is another one that is a steeplechase. So you run and you do hurdles, you jump over some like puddle things. I think you also crawl in mud. Uh, we also have that as well, whichever one or both that you are interested in. Oh. Uh, and what is your name? Lynn Swift Hoof. Finland S. All right, for the dash and the steeplechase. All right, uh, youngster down there, you were asking about a climbing competition? Yeah, is there any climbing? I'm really good at climbing. Uh, climbing, yes, in fact, we do have a climbing competition. There will be a wall that is brought up here uh, that you can climb. It is a uh, wall climbing competition. Would you like to enter that? I would love to end the axe throwing. I love throwing stuff, too. Alright, and axe throwing, uh, what is your name? Uh, Robin. Robin, alright. Uh, anybody else? Yeah. We have, uh, for the other team event, is we have- Is that wrestling? There's wrestling, in fact, yes. Yes, I want to do wrestling, too. Alright, Jacob. Yes. Wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, I want to do wrestling, that sounds so fun. Wrestling. Okay, so wrestling. So everyone signs up for all the events. Just for all of them. All of them. Every single one. <laughs> okay. Uh, signing up for everything. Fine. Uh, he, uh, okay, genuine question. Like, can yeah. Whistler sign? Like, do, do do does Whistler have like fingers to be able to grip the pen? Hmm? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just genuine question. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it looks goes, weird, but yes. He goes, um, and young person there with the black feathers, what is your name? Whistler. Okay, so just look this easy. These are the competitions that we have. 
the two team competitions are tug of war and there is a rowing competition where you would be in like a canoe or a kayak. There is the axe throwing competition. There is a fishing contest. It is how many fish you can catch in a certain number amount of time. There is wrestling. There is the steeplechase. There is the, what is essentially the 100 yard dash, but it's longer than that. And then there is the wall climbing competition. So who would like, so I've got, the only thing nobody has signed up for at this point is the rowing competition and the fishing contest. The rowing competition comes in pairs or teams of four. Um, rowing? I just look at the other three and like, anyone interested? Anybody like, want a skull? Jack, Jack has traveled on like large ships, but like not. It wouldn't go so far as to call it like aquaphobia, but not not excited about water games. Okay. Um. So my family uh, we used to go out on our yacht all the time. I can row. Those are two different things, and it's so funny to hear. <laughs> Yacht, I could row. Okay. We'd love to see it. Row, 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 so the only thing that is not being entered in is a fishing competition at this point. Sounds right. I'm a uh, hey God. <laughs> um, oh, how do I ask this question? Um, fishing. And I just kind of like make all of the sounds that I am not a talented enough person to make of just like, and miming using a rod. I think she's asking if you have if she has to use a fishing rod. Yes, we the rods are provided by the uh, organizers to make sure that there is no funny business going on. So you are funny a rod, and you have one hour to set up on the Castor River. Uh, you will be watched the entire time by a judge and arbiter to make sure that uh, you again no funny business happens. And however catches the most fish, there are prizes for the most fish, the largest fish, and the most unique fish. I've been here my whole life. I know how, but I know how likely it is to get anything super unique in an hour. There's some fairly unique fish here. It just depends on how lucky you are. Oh, after today. <laughs> I look at my still bleeding wounds because. AKA, the DM says the dice will decide. Yep. <laughs> um, so. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alphys, you. Uh, okay. Uh, if you have decided to come join this, there's a large group. You've heard this speech uh, said by uh, Palu, the uh, mayor. Uh, you are more than welcome to mingle and meet new people. You can go get something to eat if you would like. You are not allowed to take that food into the library, though. As as expected. Yeah. Um, and Aster, you can go find Rosea, as she's the one who is in charge of entertainment. And you ask a few people, and they ask, you ask around, and they're like, oh, yeah, go talk to Rosea. Yeah, I, I go do that. I'm Anna's. Um, okay. I, I just... 
Alphys kind of takes a book and opens it and starts to read, but then kind of dozes off for a uh, short re- or a short or long rest, so I can <laughs> regain spell slots. <laughs> So it's like 30 minutes to an hour. You have a quick power nap in the library. You snore a little bit. Um, so, Aster, you come up to Rosea. I think because we're just walking around. Wouldn't this kind of be short rest? Because we're not doing anything strenuous. We're just like relaxing. You're not actively doing anything, but there's like a small market. If you guys, if anybody wants to shop for anything at this point, that would be a great time to do it. But Aster, we're going to head to Aster as Aster goes and talks to Rosea. Yes. Okay. Come up to her. Uh, she's like, hi, how can I help you? You guys have performances. I would like to perform again, like I did last year. Oh, that's right! You're Astro Dauntless. Yes. Um, yes. Will you do the same type of thing as last year, where you come and uh, do your loop performance in like a big fancy dress, or is there something different you need to we just need to know what order to put every all the performers in, so that we don't have somebody like doing something with a crazy amount of like that needs stage props, and then somebody else after that, you know. Yes, uh, I will be doing the uh, uh, the loot again, be all traditional as always for Melora, because I do that. Huh. Okay. Uh, do you need another? Do you? Is it just you by yourself, or will there be a ba- accompanying band, or? Oh, it's just me. Okay. Um, do you need the spell, either Thaumaturgy or um, Prestidigitation, cast on you for uh, loudness reasons? Or is that something you can do for yourself? Oh, no. I'm, I'm good. I got that. Okay. All right. Um, so I will uh, contact you. You uh, you perform at Cream, is that correct? Yes. I also live right next to Cream. So. Okay. I will, uh, this is the easiest. I will leave a note for you at Cream with uh, your time slot. Uh, because of your type of performance and you are a known entity here in town in the surrounding area, you will probably uh, be performing sometime later in the evening, at least after 5 o'clock. Cool. Sounds great. Thank you very much. So what is Bostet doing right now? She wasn't <clears throat> interested in the festival, but when she heard it was for Melora, she's going to attend and, you know, walk around whenever it does happen. But she knows that one of the one of the people that she could contact to find the merch she's looking for is the Water Genasi head of the Emerald Wielder, whenever she is. And so she's going to try to track her down to speak with her so that she can maybe get a little more information to find this, you know, this hermit of a merchant who has the information she needs. Okay, so you come up to this Water Genasi. Uh, they have kind of light blue skin. Their hair is the color of like a deep, dark, like algae color. Because, um, not because I'm the DM, and that's what color I want it to be. Um, so you come up to her, and she kind of looks at you, and she goes, Yes, how can I help you? Well, she's, I... she's very soft spoken. Okay. Um, what is her name? Zenas. Zenas? It's X E. In U.S. Zenas. Zenas, my name is Bastet. I'm from out of town, but I was sent here on a mission um, to procure some tinctures or medicines to take back to my people. Um, and I've been looking for this certain merchant 
that have been unable to find him on my own, and I heard that you might be a contact um, that I can speak with to maybe find some information about. Exactly, are you looking for? It's uh, who or what exactly are you looking for? Is it medicine itself? Is it the regents to make a medicine or a tincture? Well, this person is the only person who knows of the source of the plant to make the medicine. Um, that's all I know. Let me think. Mm -hmm. They kind of go, mm. are you talking about Nikilus? Nikilus is a, uh, yes, Nikilus is a, uh, I wouldn't quite call uh, him a, a merchant per se, but he is a member of the Emerald Protectors in good standing. He just lives in the Emerald Weald for most of the year. He is a bit of a, mm, and we call him a grumpy Gus, I believe oh. is what people call in the common parlance. And um, he prefers to spend his time in the weald, in his cabin, with creatures and moths. I believe he will be coming in for the Summer Swell Festival. I can take your information where you are staying. And when he comes in to the Emerald Protector's main headquarters, I can get his information to you and your information to him so you, that you may speak to him. Would be great. I'm not sure if that's who I'm looking for. Um, if anybody but... know anything about medicinal plants in the world, it would be Nikilus. Okay, that's good to know. All right. Where, where chance are you staying in town? What are the inns in town? Uh, there's just a various amount of inns. You can also stay at the Temple of Melora if you wanted to. Make up an inn and I'll put it in somewhere. Alright, I got one. There's one, it's called... Um, I was thinking about what I could... Uh, there's one, it's called... Um, the copper, the copper pot. I was going to say the warped oak. Okay, yeah, the warped oak can be another one. We got the copper pot, we got the warped oak. Um, Shades of green. Yeah, there's uh, the shining scale. Take your pick. There are various degrees of cleanliness and uh, money expended. Well, as a paladin, I don't have a lot of money. Um, so then you would probably want to stay at either the warped oak or the copper pot. I, I like the warped oak. Okay, you are staying at the warped oak. So you can give that information to uh, Zenus. I'm going to write these names down so I remember. I know. You give that information to uh, Zenus, uh, and she goes, Thank you very much. When Nikilus comes into town, uh, should be in the next four to five days for the festival, I will make sure to get this information to him. And uh, just be prepared. To be prepared. It's not like 
certain people. Well, I'm a person. Well, you are a person. You are a sentient creature, so uh, I'm a person, you're a person, he's a person, even though he's not a human. He is, in fact... Ask what he is? Uh, no, oh, yes, he's a gnome. The grumpy he's a gnome. gnome. Okay. Yes. Um, go to Woozy Anna's, uh, Finland. Woozy Anna's has a little, it's just like a little cart with a little, you know, like, it's basically a hot dog cart. <laughs> with the, like, umbrella and stuff over it. And, uh, Woozy Anna's sells three things in cart form. I believe Louisiana's also has an actual restaurant, but on the cart, you can buy three things. You can buy sausage on a stick, you can buy rice pudding, and you can buy rice and beans. Well, I'm not, clearly not going to get the sausage on a stick. I come from a vegetarian people, um, but I am totally here for the rice pudding. Uh, you get a rice pudding. It's uh, it's very good. It's just like a little cup. It doesn't cost much money. It's like at most five copper. Um, it's just like a little cup, uh, uh, like a chipboard or like um, uh, like recycled paper cup. And yeah. uh, it's very creamy. It's very thick. Uh, it's cinnamon. There are apples and raisins in it, um, and it is a very delicious and um, good dessert. To like, I'm going to be. Um... Like, you know, taking each bite real slow, walking around, checking out the shopping, all that kind of stuff. And then kind of halfway through the cup, it's going to occur to me that we probably should tell somebody about the bar guests. <laughs> and I just like stop eating. And then I'm like looking around, like, can I find, like, and then I'm like, can I find Jack? Can I find Aster? Can I find Whistler? Like, anybody. I'm like, oh crap. I was fully gonna like run to Torbeck to do that. <laughs> see, you see Whistler almost as perchance that you and Whistler have the thought at the same time. You and Whistler kind of go, oh, and like run off to this dwarf. <laughs> So anybody who can join in the conversation of uh, that Whistler is going to have with her mentor. Now, Aster's gonna go back to Cream and like sit outside on the porch and drink some drinks. Just chill now, cause recover. Um, there's some information that I feel like we should tell you. Um about something in the woods. I know a lot um, of information. Hey, Glass, and uh, who are you, can I ask? Uh, young lady with the braids? I'm Fenden Swifthoof. Hello, I'm Torbeck. I'm, uh, this one's, uh, but I talked to this one all that she knows, right? I go, um, right? I'm, right, I'm Whistler? Met... Or, uh, you I met Whistler. Whistler is, is a, is good people. Uh, um, like pop out my chest. I'm good people. Um, so anybody who feels like they want to be a part of this conversation is more than welcome to be a part of this conversation. You guys see, if you all kind of look over, you see Whistler and Finland both talking to this dwarvish fellow. And um, he goes, okay. yes. my, okay. my, my raven, which I found a name for, which is Rift. 
Okay. Just it's kind of just standing nearby, just kind of like looking at them and just is taking in the conversation. Okay, cool. Um, so Can I notice it? Get perception check. I was gonna say, is there any like distinctive feature of your raven lars that would like point yours out? Um, the distinctive feature with my familiar is that. It has the same. Its eyes are the same color as the gem on my staff, staff, which is a deep violet. Yeah, so this raven has a beautiful eye color. I only got a four, so unless violet eyes give me advantage. Nope. <laughs> It'd be great if I was also wearing a little wizard hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jack or Aster could make uh, with a little wizard hat. Uh, so, uh, yes. uh, all right, um, so what is it you're saying that somebody, you found something interesting in the woods? What was that? Gargas. Uh, he kind of stands up kind of quickly and he goes, all right, um, he goes, uh, Zinus and, uh, Palu, come, come here, please, come here, please. And you see Zinus, who, um, uh, that have been having a conversation with come over and palace uh palu the uh mayor uh comes over uh they are wearing um gloves and they wheel over in their wheelchair for those of you who have not been in town before and you see the mayor they um they do use they them pronouns just as an fyi the mayor um is of some gender orientation that uses they them pronouns and um, they are wearing just kind of like a basic tunic and a long skirt in their chair. Um, for those of you um, who have been in town for a considerable amount of time or have spent a lot of time here, so probably maybe not even Finland because you've only been in town for like three weeks, you can make a insight check if you would like to. Those of, uh, and before, and so for those of you who are new, if you'd like to make an insight check before I say more information. Hold on, wait. So, anyone who knows the mayor for more than a month can make an inside check right now? No. Anybody who is new to town is making an inside check. If you have been in town for longer than like two or three months, you do not make an inside check. Okay. Thank God. I've been making an inside check. Last minute's making an inside check. 12. So, uh, what was the inside check for Bostet? 21. Okay, and what did you get, Alphys? Uh, Rift got a 16. Okay, so both, uh, so Rift and, um, and Basta, you both noticed that peeking out of the bottom of the skirt, in where the, um, the feet would be, there are no feet. You see the slightest hint of scale and fin. Those of you who have been in town for more than a few months, you know that Palu is a Triton, a variant of a Triton who does not have human legs. Palu has fish lower torso body. So in place of uh, a bipedal leg system, Palu, in fact, uh, the easiest way to say what they are is a merperson. So, um, just as an FYI. 
So that is why Palu on land uses the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So Palu um, uh, comes over in their wheelchair and uh, Zenas kind of comes over and um, goes, uh, yes, what is it, Torbeck? Palu's like, yes, Torbeck, what, what can I do for you? Call this over. Torbeck just goes, ah, you should let these young ladies tell you, first of all, because I don't want to do that many accents together. So, um, so, <laughs> uh, we're all mixed up. So, uh, let these young ladies tell you what they saw in the woods. Uh, Whistler, like, stands at her straightest, like, almost at attention. Um, uh, Bargas, fiends, in the woods. We encountered two of them. They are now dead, yes. Oh, uh, and burned. Oh, that's good. And I burned. You said two bar guests. Two. Um, all right. Um, I will, I'll go inform Lucara. Um, Kalu, if you don't mind, I'm going to take my leave and I'll go inform Lucara. Um, Finland, you, uh, sorry, Whistler. Whistler, um, you know Lucara, is that correct? You know who she is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, do not be um, alarmed if she comes to ask you questions. Okay. All right. And Palu goes. Oh, Palu goes. So, um, are you members of the? I'm sorry, I haven't been by the protectors in a while to check in. Are you members of the protectors, or um, did you go out uh, to the site last night? What? Since you were there, what was it like? What was it actually like? You don't mind me asking. Hot. Cold with a very hot rock. Very hot rock. Okay. And I pull out the little piece to show him. A rock oh, uh, like similar to lava. Go as you hand out the rock. They go, can I hold it, please? Yeah, put it in his hand. Uh, there. Yeah, there hand. There. Oh, didn't realize it was talking. Okay. Uh, it's Palu at this point. Because Torbeck, I'm done with Torbeck. Because again, accents. So Palu is close like my voice. So, uh, takes the, uh, just kind of down just a little bit of a register, takes the, um, stone, kind of looks at it and looks at you, uh, Bostet and goes, did you say that this, yes, it does look quite similar to the lava rock, but there are no, uh, hands it back to you, um, uh, Whistler, goes, there are no uh, volcanoes in this area. This is all quite disconcerting. And then, um, uh, what else? The bar guests, did they attack you when you were near the boulder, or where Where exactly was this? We, we, we were walking back to town, and they came out of the forest. They were maybe 45 minutes outside of town. Right. And just about this time, Zenith is walking up with Lucara, and Lucara goes, huh. So, um, now that you guys, it's daylight, um, you do notice that Lucara, again, she is a Goliath. She's a very tall woman. She's very broad. She's very muscular. But unlike most Goliath women, she does not have black hair. She has a almost white blonde hair. Now, there is a streak of black on this side that is braided. On this side, there are three braids. The top one is a deep auburn color. The middle one is like a, it's like a tawny kind of brown color. 
The bottom one is a deep sort of mahogany, dark, dark brown. So you have auburn, then like a tawny brown, and then like a deep mahogany brown, and then one thick black braid on this side. But the rest of her hair, long hair, um, she has pulled up in kind of a top knot, um, and then the three braids on the side coming down. Uh, and the rest of her hair is like stark white. And she comes up and she, uh, she's got her axe and stuff all with her. She never is without it. She's like, you said you saw some fiends? Yes. Killed, killed some fiends. And she goes, she looks at you whistling. She goes, all right. All right, kid. That, uh, you know, if you don't mind me saying, uh, they'll probably give you some more points in your, uh, your way into the projectors. So... Good, good on you. And I, I give, I give Missler a pat on the back. Just Crazy. all smiles. <laughs> and like Ben, Benlin helped. Good, good on you too. Yeah. Um, they were bar guests. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that in the wield, and well, I'm gonna say maybe a decade or more. That's uh, kind of concerning. And the same time, this uh, giant rock fell from the sky. That's uh. I'm not a studious person, but uh, I'll definitely put some patrols out in that area. You said about 45 minutes outside of town? East, west? We could uh, show you. Yeah, that, uh, that would be great. Uh, if you don't mind doing that, I'll have uh, I'll have you uh, either show me on a map or have you uh, take some of the uh, patrol division out there. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, good. I can, I can help the patrols? Sure, kid, yeah. And, she, and you know she keeps calling you kid. Yep. She's talking to me, it's fine. Whether, whether Whistler likes us or not, that's what's happening. Doesn't love it, but really likes that the car is talking to her, so it's fine. Okay. She's like, all right, all right. Uh, so, um, we'll get we'll get a group going if you want to join us out there. I, sir, you guys are probably pretty tired, right? I mean, it's been up for maybe 24 hours, so, uh, why don't you guys go get some rest? And you all look, but she's looking at you and she kind of sees Jack and she sees Finland and Whistler all kind of bloody and bruised. She goes, uh, still even though you are, Whistler did not clean up. Yeah, even though you, some of you did bathe, you still look kind of terrible. So she's like, uh, why don't all of you just uh, go get some rest and uh, Whistler report it in the morning, uh, just uh, after dawn, I guess. Get a nice rest. Yeah. Uh, go get a drink at cream, or you know, some of the some get some ale. Everybody, go take a rest, and uh, I'll see anybody that wants to come in the, in the forest tomorrow. Anybody can join us. Anybody that uh, fought these uh, bar guests with you is more than welcome to join us. So uh, everybody, uh, go get some rest. You all look. Uh, don't mind me saying, you all look terrible. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, and you know. Oh no, we lost packs. Oh, no. Yeah, it, they said everything froze, and so they're coming oh. back. Okay, so you notice with Lucara, she is very blunt. She is very straightforward. She's a straight shooter that is just gonna tell you what she thinks. And if you if, if she likes you, you know it. And if you she does not like you, you also know it. So that's kind of her personality. She's like, all does right. Whistler think she likes her? Um, make an insight check. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how the dice create. It's a nine. Okay, yeah, you think she's, she's, she's like, 
Jack's actually, all, uh, Jack wasn't part of, like, the little, like, catch-up group. Like, there were so many shiny things to look at and to, like, uh, go through and be like, okay, could, could I could I maybe afford this? And no, she just got to look at all the shinies. So, um, most of the things, there are some pottery and stuff. The shiniest stuff you're actually going to find right now is the stuff at the glaciers. Um, there's going to be just like blown glass ornaments and goblets and bowls, just any kind of thing that you can find at the glass blowers at Ren Fair, you can find at this particular glass blower. Um, all these beautiful colors and like sun catcher kind of things, and they are very beautiful. They are very shiny, and you could probably afford like one of the little glass like practice mushrooms. Um. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, actually, I kind of want one for like, I, like I, I'm, I'm gonna call it my good luck charm. Okay. Uh, what color? It's like all the bottoms are like a kind of a clear glass, but the tops are like there's like green with white dots. There's red with kind of red stripes. There's a purple that's kind of got blue rings around it. You know, there's just kind of like interesting little like. She likes the she likes the one that's red with the orange stripes. That one's really cool to her. And it's gonna cost one gold. Okay. So you have, and it's about, I would say, about two or so inches up to top to bottom and proportion. And it's one of the uh, mushrooms that it's not just like a red cat mushroom. It's not round. That it goes kind of pointy and it kind of has that like almost pagoda look. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, kind of like that. Exactly. So that's the kind of top that is on this mushroom that you have made out of glass. And the glass blower's assistant takes your money and it's like, there's like a, there's basically like a bowl of them that you kind of like dug through and found the one that you liked and you hand yeah. over your gold. I, I wrap it up in like a spare piece of uh, soft cloth and just like tuck it into my pocket. And the glassblower's assistant goes, uh, do you want a, a cord for that so you could wear it around your neck or? Yes. Yes. Uh, and they kind of hand you just like a brown like linen cord or whatever, so like braided linen and just kind of hand it to you. They don't tie it or anything. They just hand it to you for you to have. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on there later and just... Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I would like to say I, so I was standing over there by the artisan. It's 9 o'clock in the evening, so technically we've been playing for about two and a half hours. Um, so I am just going to say um, the next time that we meet, unless anybody wants to do anything else here in Brambleberry Park, um, if anybody wants to eat anything or go talk to any of the... Um, uh, council members or your uh, members of the Emerald Protectors or if Rift wants to fly around, uh, we will break there. We can pick up the next time in the morning for anybody that would like to join Lucara and Whistler and anybody else who would like to come. And as the expedition back into the Emerald Wheel to find the area that the bar guest came from. So we will do that next time. And if we have time, I do not know um, if we will have time next time or the time after that. There will be the Summer Swell Festival, in which it is essentially just going to be a big old carnival. <laughs> so it's be like a carnival and the Olympics. So, you know. <laughs> I love this. Festival, Olympics uh, kind of religious ceremony. We can also say that Whistler went around and found each person to tell them about meeting up in the morning yeah. before going to like, and sleep the sleep. Whistler, you do see as you're walking around, you see this raven with these kind of like purple uh, eyes. 
and you look at it and you go, you okay, you repeat what you were telling everybody else to that raven. And so I whistle at it confusedly, also like. Alphys, as you are in the library, your raven rift has been told about the meeting up to go find uh, where the bar guest came from. So you also, even though you are not physically there, your your raven is, and your raven can telepathically tell you that those yes. weird people that you met yesterday are, are met this morning, are meeting up tomorrow morning to go basically hunt things in the woods. What is communicated to you by rift? Okay, that's what I was I I, I was thinking of that 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 was going to happen because that's why I went rift to do that. Yeah. So Rift telepathically says, those weirdos we met this morning are going to go be weird in the woods again. That's essentially what's happened. Nice. Okay. Um, so that is where we will end tonight. Everybody, uh, when, we, when we meet next, you will have had a long rest. So all of your hit die, all of your hit points, spell slots, all of that stuff will be back. So everybody will be fresh and ready to go. Um, did we have any announcements we needed to put at the end of this particular? Um, I will make one announcement. If you notice, I did use the combat wheelchair. In this, uh, that is what Palu uses, is the combat wheelchair. Um, that was created by Mustang Art. Uh, I believe her name is Sarah. Or their name is Sarah. I don't know what their pronouns. Um, Mustang Art. Find them on Twitter. If you just look up combat wheelchair, uh, they have a PDF and everything that you can look up. Uh I will say uh, the combat wheelchair, first of all, is rad as fuck uh, that this was created. And uh, more kinds of mobility devices and devices for any kind of something that's a reason somebody will need help with something. If it's crutches, if it's uh, aesthetics, if it's reading, if it's a fake eye, whatever it might be. Um, I know there's been a lot of blowback against the combat wheelchair. Well, I say a lot, but some blowback against the combat wheelchair, which is a bunch of fooey. Because even though there are spells like regenerate and we, you know resurrection and healing spells, some people can't afford that, and some people don't care to have those spells cast because there's nothing wrong with who they are and what they are. If Palu were to have some sort of spell cast, Palu would be much slower in the water. As Palu is a triton and is amphibious, the fact that they have a fin makes them way faster in the water than any of you would be. So Palu on land, use a mobility device. So mobility devices are for a wide range of people. Some people don't need to use them all the time. Some people just need to use them for some of the time. And uh, so yeah, that's my kind of spiel about um, wheelchairs in Dungeons and Dragons, AKA you should use them because they are rad and they are cool. And you should go support the uh, creator of the wheelchair and the people that are doing the minis. Uh, Lars and Pax, thank you for joining us. Lars, you're more than welcome to join us again next week if you would like to go bar guest hunting. Um, as you live in the same house as Annika, that shouldn't be difficult for you to do. Um, arts and artists, I know Pax uh, uh, has given me information about the artist of uh, her art, her token, and also the information about the hat that she was wearing and the shirt that she was wearing. So if you guys are interested in any of that information, we will put um, that information in the description box as well. Unless Pax, unless you want to give an actual shout out real quick to them. Um, thank you all for playing. Did everybody have a good time? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody died. Yay! Yes. Yay! Yes. I 
hope the combat was challenging enough to be challenging. If not so hard that you guys were like, oh my god, we're all gonna die. I mean, it made the it made the big the big fighters a little nervous. So my that's session good. that I play with my other friends yeah. fought a dragon before this, so oh. <laughs> my other group fought a dragon. So it's just great. Prime to be nervous. Two guests, no problem. Two yeah. guests, no problem. Yes. Um, so we will put that information in the description box. Um, thank you all for playing. Thank everybody who watched this for joining us. We are happy to have you along on our average adventure, which is turning into a not-so-average adventure. <laughs> and we also have some fun things planned for the future where we do some one-shots for some other um, uh, other systems for, like, say, Halloween or the holidays or all that other so stuff. Excited. So look, look for some one-shots coming. Uh, and maybe somebody else might DM some of those things, which we will talk about off-screen. Uh, so uh, that I can maybe play once or twice. That would be great. Uh, but if nobody else wants to DM, I'm fine with DMing those as well. Um, everybody, have a good night, day, whatever time you're watching this. For my players, everybody else have a good night.